What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> three, three white dudes podcasting. <laughs> I think I got that on recording. <laughs> okay, there's the intro. <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. Hmm. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about jumping on the back of your buddy's moped, heading to the video rental store, picking a movie out by hand, and taking it home to watch. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two pumpkin pie haircutted freaks, <laughs> Sean Pryor and AJ Vens. How the heck are you? Super Grandpa's good, man. cough medicine, are you? Huh? <laughs> you shut up if you knew it was You'll good for you. Shut your life. mouth if you know what's good for you, buddy. Man, this feels good. We I feel like we haven't done this in a while. We have for some reason. Some time. Yeah. The crowd doesn't know. You know, our listeners don't know what our schedule is, but my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks. I'm yeah. excited to be back. I'm excited to see you guys. Yeah, no. It's a good time. It's a buddy movie. I'm, I'm just like, have, I'm in the buddy mood. All right? Well, buddies of mine. <laughs> It's time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we talk about one of the definitive comedies of all time, the final movie in a trio of Jim Carrey movies that rocketed him onto the world stage, an endlessly quotable film that brought us a prequel, a sequel, and apparently an animated series. I never uh, watched that. Did anybody watch that? No. Absolutely not. Apparently it was a thing. We are, of course, talking about 1994's Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> It's Wednesday morning. It's early. Way too early for you. You're probably sitting in traffic, like me. Why not have your coffee and bacon with the Confused Breakfast Boys? Good morning, boys. Good morning. Damn, dang it. 
Well, if you are new to this podcast, we will be reviewing this movie with a modern eye, which is hard to do sometimes. But in order to properly pull that modern eye rating out of us, we got to talk about it with pure nostalgia so we can strip it away. So, AJ, tell us the first time you saw this movie what your nostalgic rating is. I've never seen it. How do you remember, um, like, the first time you saw a movie? Oh, I remember. A million times. Was it on a cruise, Mike? No. Um, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was uh, in no. Europe. No. You know you're supposed to be doing other things on a cruise, right? <laughs> no. That's where I watch most of my movies. Shut up, man. No, let's clarify. Let's clarify. I watched the movie like one time through over seven days. You know, you just walk in, you're like, oh, cool. There's yeah. a, continue. Okay. I gotta think. This is this is downstairs at our house that we watched this movie. I just wanted to see Jim Carrey. That's all I cared about. I was like, oh, Jim Carrey's in it. He was your god at yeah. this point, yes. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, as Sean has, has mentioned, you just see Jim Carrey in something, and then you act like Jim Carrey for a week and a half <laughs> yeah. when you're a kid. You know what I mean? Yes. My story's going to have nothing to do with that. Perfect. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but I, I always thought it was very funny, and so many of the gags, I can't tell you how many things... Um, especially during rewatch, that I think back on and not even understanding it, not even comprehending what the joke is, not getting anything, but just laughing because of what I what I was watching. So, um, but yeah, I, honestly, I, I thought it was I thought it was always a funny movie. I think it's definitely up there, guys. This is nostalgically, it's got to be in in eight point nine. Eight point nine nostalgically for AJ Sean. What about you, man? Yeah, I think my dad like showed us me and my brother this movie while we were over at his house, and uh, I mean, yeah, like AJ, I didn't get any of the jokes. I mean, like I didn't get any of like the overt sexual references or anything no. like that. Um, but I definitely thought it was just silly them doing stupid stuff. And then you know, obviously, as the years go on, you watch a little bit more, you get a little bit more. But back then, I'd probably have to say I'm around where AJ is around uh, eight point five or so. 8.5er for me, uh, I distinctively remember the first time I saw this. I was okay. I was 12 years old, and my cousin Travis, hey, Trav, he lived like a half mile away from from Six Flags St. Louis, oh. and he had summer summer season passes. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we, I went to his house because I was going to go with him the next day, and he's like, dude, we got to watch this movie, Dumb and Dumber. And we watched it the night before, probably three times in a row. Then the next morning before we went to Six Flags, and all we did was quote the movie running around Six Flags. Like, because it was so fresh in our mind and it was so freaking funny. Every aspect of this movie that that's all we, that's the way we communicated for the rest yeah. of that day when we were hanging out at Six Flags. So yeah. for me, I, I'm going as high as a 9.5 nostalgically. Ooh, I love dang. this, may have been one of the funniest movies I've ever ever seen at this point in my life so yeah. like it's got to be that high right absolutely and we got an executive producer david gould he chose this movie with his executive movie powers mm, good job he wow. said if you were to ask me what movie watching experience i remember most fondly it would have to be the comedic classic dumb and dumber it was a warm sunday afternoon my father and i rode his motorcycle to our annual family get together and we cut out early to enjoy this special summer day on two wheels we stopped for a soda and my dad said hey let's run a movie so off to blockbuster we went on his iron horse walking 
Walking down the aisles, my father and I agreed that Dumb and Dumber would be a movie we would truly enjoy. Meeting my mother at home, my dad had the bright idea of making the most of this summer's day and queuing up our fresh rental on our back patio. Basking in the glow of the 14-inch combo TV in our backyard, I found myself <laughs> laughing till my stomach hurt, enjoying this time with family and utterly unaware of the memory that would stick with me to this day. Yes, the movie was great, but this moment in time was more extraordinary, so my nostalgic rating would have to be a 9.5 as well. Nice. So as a group, that takes us to a 9.1 nostalgic. Believe it or not, that Ooh. is not number one. Wow. That's going to come in at number four. Uh, we got Ace Ventura, Jeez. Goonies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Dumb and Dumber, Mighty Ducks. That is your top five All right. for nostalgic movies for us, and that seems about right. Yeah. That's, am- that's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Oh my. Put yourself back into the early 90s, and you can watch those five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. All in. Baby. That story is the like the best way to watch this. Yeah. That, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I envy that viewing experience so much. That's mm. awesome. But we are going to strip that away. We've talked about it nostalgically. We have to pull it all back. And that all starts with Sean hooking us up with the stuff we didn't care about back then. The pertinent, <laughs> yeah, important yes. details. Sean, what do you got, man? Or do we now? Peel I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Produced by Charles Wessler, Brad Crevoy, no. and Steven Stabler. I don't care. <laughs> Written by Peter and Buddy Farley, uh, Farrelly and Bennett Favre. Yellen. Cinematography by Mark Irwin. Um, just get a load of this guy's credentials. This guy did Dumb and Dumber and a bunch of Cronenberg movies like The Brood, Scanners, The Dead Zone, and The Fly, uh, the 80s version of The Blob, Dark Angel, Class of 1999, uh, Mighty Ducks 2, Kingpin, Scream, 10 Things I Hate About You, American Pie 2, Old School, Grandma's Boy. And then Damn. he then he like drops off a little bit. He's doing well, everybody some, does. He's doing like some TV stuff here and there. Mm. And, uh, it's one's called Scaredy Cats. Nice. And the next thing he's got coming up is called Phantom Pups. Okay. So. All right. Scaredy cats and Phantom Pups. Wow. Wait to check out those when we do those. <laughs> Edited by Christopher Greenbury. <laughs> directed by the Farrelly Brothers. Cast Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels, Lauren Holly, Mike Starr, Karen Duffy, Charles Rocket, Victoria Rowell, Rowell, Felton Perry, Cam Neely, Rob Morin, Marin Morin, Moran, Harland Williams, Lynn Shea, and Terry Garr. The Farrelly brothers had been trying to get their first feature made for quite some time. Their agent had suggested to write a script and try and shop it around Hollywood. Simple as that. Producer Charles Wessler read the script and loved it. He and the brothers took around took the script around Hollywood for two years with studios commenting that the script was the stupidest thing they've ever read. Not giving up, the team brought the script to Brad Crevoy, who was producing low-budget films for New Line. The people at New Line were a little reticent about the script, but said, if you get Jim Carrey, we will greenlight your movie. (laughs) Jim Carrey's coming fresh off Ace Ventura, and they're seeing the success of that. Uh, We have, Sean, we have to remind people, we did this during Ace Ventura, of what Jim Carrey did in 1994. I do not think this could ever be duplicated. He came from random obscurity, like in living color, people knew him Mm -hmm. only if you watched the show. To in the time of 1994 to do Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. All in the same year. Three number one movies. Yeah. Yeah. Before Jim Carrey was on board, Steve Martin and Martin Short were offered, but turned down the roles of Harry and Lloyd, along with Chris Elliott and Rob Lowe. <laughs> but the first choices for Harry and Lloyd were Gary Oldman and Nick Cage. What? What? No, they were the first choices. Like... When they wrote when they wrote the script, they're like Gary Oldman for sure. Oh, Nick yeah, Gary Oldman's got to be in, in here for <laughs> sure. 
You know what? <laughs> I just think of this is like I'm thinking Fifth Element Gary Oldman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Character actor Gary yeah. Oldman. Which cage? And um and well right. obviously Con Air. Or Nick Raising Cage. Arizona Cage. Maybe, raising right? that, raising that kind of fits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the that. hair for me. Yeah. It's the hair for me. <laughs> with the success of the mask, the Farrelly's knew that they had a good they had a good thing going with Carrie, but they needed a Harry. Jeff Daniels was known for his dramatic roles, so Newline was hesitant on casting him. While Carrie's salary was seven million, Newline offered fifty K to Daniels in order to try and persuade him to not do the film. <laughs> However, Jeff accepted the offer because he loved the script so much. They really did not want Jeff Daniels in this role. Yeah. Like hard, hard, hard did not want him. In fact, like the first week or two weeks or so, they shot without Jeff Daniels and they shot Jim Carrey alone. They tried to find their individual scenes. Yeah, or like pickup scenes here and there. Just to just to try and see if like someone like someone else would fall in. Or like he would like quit or fall out. Yeah. Like they had just like a random comedian on standby to just take the role. They wanted and they wanted like a, a series or no somebody at some point wanted someone to basically just be a blank slate that yeah. Jim Carrey just played off of. Yeah. yeah. They didn't want anyone to do anything, just be the other guy. That's right. Thing. It was all this back and forth between the studio and the producers, the director, you know, all this stuff of who who is it going to be? And uh Carrie and I think the Farley brothers both wanted that blank slate or that serious act or an yeah. a- an actor. To play off of Jim yeah. Carrey, whereas the, the studio wanted another comedian, and they're like, "No, you're just gonna have this one-up game that keeps going on." Yeah, you know? yeah, and you're not gonna one-up Jim Carrey. No. So you have to find your, you got to like find that part that you can fall into. Yeah, and I can't imagine dying on that hill of like, no. No way. We're not going to let Jeff Daniels do yeah. this. No, I will put my money on the line to say he will be terrible in this movie. Yeah. Wow, he was really good. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. he was the perfect choice. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did not want him at all. It's it's It was crazy reading all that because it's just like I cannot see the movie without nope. him at it, all. It was a shock to to think about. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it, but I, I had to keep going back and f- trying to find more about how much he got paid to see if that was true yeah. because it's insane. Jim Carrey was supposed to be 700000 mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they were like, uh, no. He just kept going, nope. Nope. <laughs> and then they gave him basically $7 million, <laughs> which again seems obnoxious. Which is like more than half of the budget of this film, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Jeff Daniels got fifty grand. No big deal. It's Whoa. crazy. The film shot in Breckenridge, Colorado, Estes Park, Colorado, and Park City, Utah, and Salt Lake City, Utah, with some scenes being filmed in Providence, Rhode Island. Dumb and Dumber opened in theaters on December 16th, 1994, and on a budget of $17 million, so $10 million went to the actual movie, the film opened at number one, earning $16 million its first weekend, but would go on to take $247.3 million overall, wow. garner a prequel and a sequel, and cement itself as one of the greatest comedies ever made. So, so our amazing Patreon audience uh, has decided officially that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So we will be doing Die good. Hard. We will be doing Die Hard next next year at Christmas. Okay. But I'm a changed man, guys. You're a changed man. I'm so changed, uh, like that any movie that like, can just be a Christmas movie. I think and you're I'm right. in. I'm like in on this. So Dumb and Dumber, yeah. is a Christmas movie. It came out in December. Great. His last name's Christmas. Yep. If he had married Mary, her name would have been Merry Christmas. Hello. Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. I'm a changed man, you guys. Let's do this. Now yeah. you're just being facetious, and I can tell. <laughs> no, I can. Not. I can. I can smell no. the facetiousness coming. No. Off of no. No, you're no. being nasty right I'm now. I'm not. <laughs> I I love all the Christmas movies we've done. You know, 
Santa Claus, The Shining, uh, you know, all of them. They're all great. Great Christmas movies. I hear The Thing is a Christmas <laughs> the, movie, too. The Thing is an awesome <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> well, listen, we know you have one friend out there who loves this movie as much as you do. It's probably a brother, a sister, a parent, friend. Share this episode with them. Let them listen to the joy of us breaking this down coming up soon. Go to our website, confusedbreakfast.com. Check out all of our movie ratings. Buy some stuff. And again, if you want to be involved with the smartest people on the face of this earth when it comes to movies, movies they are all at our patreon patreon.com slash confused breakfast there's like 90 bonus episodes you can listen to if you sign up today you get to vote on upcoming movies there's a vote up now i believe for aj's um uh gangster movie that we're going to be doing in january so it may be up by the time you hear this but you never know so go check that out patreon.com slash confused breakfast up next we get aj he does the research for us and gives us the ratings reviews of this movie I, I'm interested to see what the critics have to say about this. You bet. Well, guys, let's not dilly dally, dwappy, dammy, dwanny, swappy, slam, slammy, Swanson, 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 Swanson dilly Swanson. dally. The tomato here. <laughs> Gross. That's not totally accurate. Sixty-eight percent on the tomato meter, guys. Eh, that's number forty-six of every movie we've done. That is just below the Wedding Singer, just above Point Break. Is wow. where the critics oh, feel. The, the critics feel that Wedding Singer is a better movie than Dumb and Dumber, which is a better movie than Point Break. Is what huh. the critics believe. Wow. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, audiences thought it was wonderful. Eighty-four percent. That's wonderful. Wow. Is what they said. And IMDb is at seven point three. That's tied with Get It, Big Karate Kid, Raising Arizona, and Point Break. Okay. Per, per the audience, that is that is a night of movies right there. <laughs> That's a lot. That, is, that is a great s- evening, a special Boy, night. That's a roller coaster. Yes. What do you end on? Point Break. Yeah. Maybe you start with Point Break, get that adrenaline running. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, maybe end on Dumb and Dumber because it's you just want to laugh. Possible. Yeah. It's a good point. It's the yeah. one that'll keep you up in all those. Yeah. Uh, you're right. The laughter will keep yeah. you up. Yeah. Um, San Francisco Chronicle gave this a hundred out of a hundred. Peter Stack said that this wacky buddy road film has a brilliant glow of intelligence behind the stupidness. It's easily the funniest funniest movie of the year. Uh, Variety said 70 out of 100. A flat-out celebration of stupidity, bodily functions, and pratfalls. Yet the wholeheartedness of this descent into crude and rude humor is so good-natured and precise that it's hard not to partake in the guilty pleasures of the exercise. All right. Um, Rita Kempley at Washington Post had some sort of vendetta against this movie. Uh, gave it a 10 out of 100. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you some snippets of, of what she had to say. Uh, an execrable... Oh, I messed it up <laughs> so quickly, guys. Execrable? Ex- execrable. Is what it is. Sorry. Well, that's her fault for making a stupid word choice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I've legit never even heard that word. (laughs) An execrable catalog of duty jokes. Dumb and Dumber is an abominable, abdominal comedy. (laughs) Aside from its tastelessness and dawdling face, they're just trying to fuck you It's just hard to read. (laughs) No, she's like, listen, the people people that like Dumb and Dumber are obviously students. So I'm going to put smart words so that smart ones are going to know. Yeah, Yeah, she got me. (laughs) (laughs) Potty humor. That's my thing. Shit. Um, I heard poop jokes. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, excrement, excrement follies. (laughs) What? What is she talking about? Duty jokes. I got that one. Uh, (laughs) 
Aside from its tastelessness and dawdling pace, the movie's chief problem is the lackluster chemistry between leading lummoxes Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Bullshit. What? Huh. You didn't watch this movie. She didn't watch this movie. Um, I'm going to jump on down. Uh, sorry, sorry. One second. Y- y- you y- say please, what you want please. about Dumb and Dumber. Like, you can think it's just that guy kind of stupid or, or dumb. And yeah. dumber, but you cannot argue that they that the the chemistry between them and the buddy yes like factor between them is not jumping off the screen at you. <laughs> what, what we what we already kind of talked about in the beginning, which I'm sure we will talk more about, is why these two are so yeah. great together. Yes. So yes, um, first time director Peter Farley. Farley. Do you guys say fairly or I farly? I say I think fairly. fairly. Do you yeah. say fairly? Okay. Yeah. Peter Fairly, who wrote this twaddle with his brother Bob <laughs> and Bennett Yellen, hasn't the sense to to draw a contrast between the boobs and the normal world around him. Uh, then again, maybe he was afraid to turn the lens away from the camera hogging carry. Suffice to say, the future doesn't look bright for the Farrellys, <laughs> who previously specialized in writing for sophisticated TV comics such as Paul Reiser and Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. okay. All right. Hold on. So the Fer- <laughs> Farrelly brothers move. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, uh, doesn't yeah. look too bright for these guys. Okay, Jordan, this Peele, <laughs> Jordan Peele didn't go on to do anything great. Wait, he just did potty humor, sketch yeah. comedy. He didn't go on to be like one of the best directors out there right of, now. Of this generation. Hey, all you got to talk about is Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, and there's something about Mary Yeah. In a four-year span and you're doing just fine i think they did okay uh, okay well let's let's get out of there guys um i love some of these 10 out of 10s because it seems like all people can do is is talk about like their favorite little moments or pick out their jokes which like, is essentially what we're gonna do like oh, yeah like chris, like chris farley does when he when he did his interviews <laughs> and stuff so a couple of these i'm gonna try to do that way this is a 10 out of 10 this is my favorite movie ever okay, said cool. bo hunk cool. one bo hunk <laughs> bo hunk he's he's sexy with a boat like legolas uh, um yes october 11th 2005 this is my favorite movie ever whenever i'm in the mood for comedy i go straight for this movie there's a lot of exclamation parts points in this jim carrey is a genius in this movie and, and also i i got into jim carrey's work and now he's my favorite actor from this movie uh-huh. uh, I, I laughed the hardest when, when jim carrey w- was was peeing in the bottle sure. and he couldn't stop going and five five bottles later he stops uh-huh. yeah. uh, then a cop comes over and drinks it yep so I'll never forget that part same as like when jim carrey was was, was driving lauren lauren holly in the beginning and and then he wasn't paying attention, and all the cars in his way were just like exploding. But then, then he turns around and he sees that there's nothing, nothing wrong. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yep. So there's a lot more, but th- these are the two that stick out in my head uh, <laughs> to the, the most. Those are the two moments. <laughs> there, the, there is without a doubt my my favorite and also the best movie ever. So uh-huh. uh, another another ten out of ten. <laughs> Um, uh, um, 10 out of 10 outstanding this person really felt the need to to show that he's not dumb um, he said uh, I've got an MBA this, he started this like this um, <laughs> I know the word excriminable <laughs> I'm like I have an MBA <laughs> execrable um, I've got an MBA and I have scored 141 on the Mensa unsupervised test okay that's must be say important. no more honestly yeah <laughs> <laughs> This film is my all-time favorite. I watched it so many times that I, I memorized most of the movie. There are so many classic scenes that it dazzles the mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How can anyone forget these lines? Check, please. Yep. Did you? <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. Did you remember to pay the gas bill? You're alive, and you're a terrible shot. No thanks. I swallowed a large June bug back down the road. Would you look at the butt on that? Yeah, he must work out. I have three copies just in case something happens to one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what happened? Then you got two, man. <laughs> There's something wrong with you if you don't like this movie. I agree with that last one. Yes. Right. I like how they're like, these are the best quotes ever. And you're like, those aren't the best quotes. It's not, it's, no, it's, it's like, check, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a lot of movies where people say that. I know. <laughs> Which movie are you talking about? God dang it. All right, I have one more. We always got to end on something bad, right? This is a perfectly named trash, one out of ten. Um, said math hater for life. <laughs> <laughs> NBA lover would not like this guy. <laughs> NBA haver does not get along with math hater for life. <laughs> NBA ever 69. Uh, <laughs> 420 okay. if you add those up. It's so, yeah. Okay. Um, this movie made me angry. <laughs> How can such trash actually draw people in? Or for goodness sakes, entertain? This movie was in one word, terrible. Not one part is worth watching. And after spending an hour and some minutes of my life watching this so garbage. Didn't finish it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I am angry. He's, he's capitalizing each of these words, by the way. Ah! Buzzwords. If you are a fan of real comedy, please heed my review. <laughs> it's, just, it's, like the, it's like this was made for us to read. It's like, if you're a fan of comedy, <laughs> don't watch this dribble. Don't watch this dribble. Yeah. <laughs> Eat my review and do yourself a favor by going out and renting an Abbott and Costello film. (laughs) This guy's 97 years old. (laughs) He's also dead now. (laughs) They aren't aren't funny, but trust me, you'll get many more laughs. My score? One. He said, "Go if you want." Like, he goes, "If you want comedy, go watch Abbott and Costello <laughs> instead. They're not funny. They're not funny. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a jab or something? Like, like they suck, but it's like, still better. Not even they're funny. I don't but know they're who, funnier than this dribble. Uh, I don't know who wins in that whole argument. So that's uh. it's great." Listen, before we get going on our scene-by-scene breakdown, I have something to tell you. There's a fact. You're going to learn something on this podcast. Mm. So in 49 states in the United States of America, a major whiskey distillery produces the number one best-selling bourbon in their state. So we're talking Jim Beam, Maker's Mark, Jack Daniels. Yeah. Yeah. We're the big guys. And yeah. And and you're an idiot because you drink corporate. You know, that's basically what's happening here. But... There's one state that has chosen not to do that, to support their own and not to get take from the masses. Like, yeah, just because they said to drink it, I'm going to drink it. One company said, frick the man. That's what they said. And yeah. that is Iowa, and that is Cedar Ridge Whiskey, who is a sponsor of this podcast. For two years straight, they've been the number one best-selling whiskey in the state of Iowa, yeah. where all other states choose to go gigantic they beat out the nearest major distillery competitor by some 35 percent 
And I think it tells you that Iowa is on to something, and it is soon making its way to you guys. The best whiskey in the world is made by Cedar Ridge Whiskey, and they are a sponsor of this podcast. They directly help support us to put this content out in the world for you guys for free. Mm. Um, so we really think you should check it out. If you live in the Midwest, you can probably go to a store distiller and ask for it. They might have it. If you don't, if they don't have it, then you go online, cedarridgewhiskey.com. You can order some straight to your door. You can get the flagship bourbon. You can get the quintessential American single malt. Mm. I've had a I've had a bunch of whiskeys like Christmas like tasting things. And yeah, the scotch, the every scotch that comes to me, I'm just like I don't want this. It's like tastes like band aids. As AJ tastes like band aids yeah. mixed with an ashtray and an ashtray. Yes, yeah. but the American quintessential single malt from Cedar Ridge is a scotch. You can't call it a scotch. It's delicious, delightful. Yeah. The Slipknot collaboration, the oh, rise, yeah, everything. You got to go check them out. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Stop by their website. Add them on social media. Check them out in person in Swisher, Iowa. Drink responsibly. It's the best. Trust us. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Put it in a butt crack. Two foot a butt crack. <laughs> <laughs> Two feet of butt crack. That's what it says, right? <laughs> I thought it said put it I in think a butt it's crack. Two feet of butt crack. We'll get to it. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll there, get there. We'll get there. <laughs> well, boys, we got to get out of this town. And I'll tell you where. Someplace warm. A place where the beer flows like wine. Where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. I'm talking about a little place called. Yes. I don't know, Mike, the French are assholes. <laughs> so let's gas up the hog, grab a copy of Rhode Island Slut, and go on a journey to find someone who will invite us in for tea and strumpets. Here we go! So scene one, <laughs> Lloyd Christmas is a simple-minded limousine driver in Providence, Rhode Island, who becomes infatuated with its passenger, Mary Swanson. Mary leaves a brief briefcase at the airport. Lloyd notices and retrieves it before a pair of thugs arrive to pick it up. But Lloyd is unable to catch Mary in time. Harry Dunn, Lloyd's roommate, is in the pet grooming business but has an unhappy client after not properly caring for her dogs. Both Lloyd and Harry are fired and meet at their apartment. I always love and always trust in the New Line Cinema logo coming up before a movie. Always trust There's it. There's like a meme going around about that right now, isn't there? Is there? I don't know. Where it says, like, what movie do you envision oh, okay. seeing when this pops up? Well, yeah, it'll, it'll be one. It'll You'll see it on our Instagram here soon, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, we made love that. Love it. Um, yeah, I just, like, this company, New Line, is like... it. It's they they call themselves the house that Freddie built because they got their success off of oh, the, yeah. night, the nightmare movies. Oh. Uh, Robert Shea, I believe, is like the the head of it, and just was like an independent kind of producer guy and made all these movies and got huge and started making these huge movies. And I always trust it when it comes up. What what an intro too! Like this movie, mm-hmm. if you were a kid. And this is the first time you saw this. This movie immediately. We've got the limo drive, like yeah. lovely accent. You know, That's we've a got that. Accent you have. Then we're seeing the Mutt Cuts van, which, by the way, doesn't get talked about as much as it should in like popular vehicles from pop culture. I know. Yeah. I think you're right because <laughs> like you've got all. And by the way, it took me embarrassingly too long to realize that they misspell all the yes. stuff. Like direct 
actor yes, and pro- producer with two, with, two, with two O's. <laughs> they purposely misspell all those important words in the intro, and it took me many times before yeah. I actually realized that that was misspelled in the intro. As a kid, I just took him for face value. I was like, oh, okay, that's how it's spelled. Cool. Okay, neat. I don't care. And then we <laughs> moved on, you know, because, but look, reading it this time, like on, on Critical Watch, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I, I think it was director or something, director. And I, I actually like typed it into my phone <laughs> to see if it would autocorrect. <laughs> and I was like, they, have, they got me. Dang, they got me. got me. But anyways, yeah. I mean, right away we start off with Jim Carrey, at, like acting like he's this prestigious guy in the back yeah. of a limo. You know, I, you, the, the way we're just going to quote it. Yeah. Like, that's all we're going to do. I know. Uh, but like you start off with Jim Carrey and you're just um, immediately in, like, how are you not laughing from line one? Yes. And you, as soon as possible. And then you start down the line of this weirdly physical comedy of Jim Carrey where there, there are multiple ways to watch this movie. We've talked about it. If you've seen this movie a million times, go through it where you only look at Jim Carrey. Yeah. No matter who's in a scene, just watch him. Right. And and like his stuff, like where his freaking nose gets caught on the window and he has to turn his head sideways to bring it back in. That is just, you can't teach that. There's a certain yeah. rhythm to like everything that he does. <laughs> and I don't know, like it's, it seems like it's his own rhythm. Right. But in, like, in watching it over and over and over again, you kind of get with that rhythm. Because like when he did that, he did the window thing. I, I remember him doing like, oh, he goes up a little bit again. You know, yeah. I'm like, I don't know why I noticed it. And I don't know why that's fucking funny, but it is. Yeah. I have to assume at this point now, now rewatching that I feel like Lloyd and um, Harry are probably okay with almost picking up women to some degree. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. I, I think like that would almost be funny. Like that would be hilarious if you walked up to a girl and then you and you said that's a lovely accent you have. It's it says New Jersey. And yes, it's like, that would be hilarious because obviously it's not. If you did that on purpose, he is not doing it. He's doing it on accident. Yeah, though. and that's I don't, the funny thing. I don't think they get girls though because he's no? like she actually talked to me yeah. here. He's like what? And I don't <laughs> for some get reason like. <laughs> <laughs> get out, get out. Um, for some reason i like i don't believe that I've, i think it's just like a, a script kind of thing yeah. obviously to make it more funny yeah, like yeah. They're, they're losers or whatever but i think you're right aj in there's, real life there's multiple instances especially with harry with i'm harry? like he is killing it with a woman right now yeah well well he yeah i mean he does kill it later on like without knowing that he's doing it mm-hmm. he's doing it yeah mistakenly killing it yeah <laughs> yeah like especially at the the owl benefit or whatever i'm like he is on fire yeah like he is it's it, that's what i mo- i noticed most on this rewatch i'm like they are actually like take out they're, all of all of their actual dumbness that's just charm yeah it's it's incredibly <laughs> charming with them being so like uh, i don't know ignorant yes basically yeah. Uh, but yeah it just happens to they, work for them they overcame the first step which is the hardest is just to approach a woman. to approach <laughs> that's easy yeah they both they did that very easily yeah. then Otherwise, they just open their mouths unfortunately right otherwise they'd just be putting out the vibe you know <laughs> that's right that's right and we see that doesn't work <laughs> right jim carrey when he arrives at mary's house and Suck she opens the side do- <laughs> she opens the door he does his one of many backwards like mouth spray when dude like i've uh, <laughs> you can feel there are so many like they're funny moments in this movie, but like you've been there. Yes. When when she opens the door 
<laughs> and like she goes, I'll be right back. And he like clutches his heart. Oh. Like, like <laughs> you've been hit that way before in your life yeah. where you've oh, yeah. met a, a person <laughs> that has just stolen your heart with with one view. And right. you're just like, <laughs> like it's supposed to be funny, but it's real. It's back to what, real. Back to what we were just talking about, but like that happens to me, and I'm like, oh, she's way out of me. Like, I don't go forward with it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. She's it's the woman of my dreams. <laughs> she, she actually talked to me. She actually talked. Touched my leg. <laughs> and then my God. And even just like um <laughs> the quotes when he finally lets her off at the airport, shh, just go. But even the <laughs> be strong. strong. <laughs> <laughs> and and the ones I will bring up are the ones that I use in daily life. Yes. Like goodbye, my love. Like I, I say that all the time because it's the perfect timing of as he says love is when he crashes and it just goes love. I just like at getting to the airport. I love obviously oh it's just like getting caught on her gas rub. That's the worst one. Uh, <laughs> talking about all the ways to die on the way to it. And again, this is all stuff that's just going over my head as a kid. Yes, of course. It's just going over your head as a kid. And like you knew that like he was supposed to be looking at the road. Yeah, that's about it. It's like those are the layers of comedy that I think people sometimes don't appreciate or when you're a kid you won't appreciate them. The layer of like the base layer is that he's driving and not looking at the road. Yeah, and then you hear all funny. the fun noises. Oh, there's an explosion. Oh, Whoa. oh, screeching tires and all this different stuff. But then the next layer of comedy is what he's talking about during that moment. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, be too it's, careful. it's just, it's it builds and those layers of comedy is what makes this so special, you know? <laughs> and, and, and it makes it... Uh, Able, you're able to appreciate it from so many different times. So many different people are yeah. able to appreciate it. Well, I think we've talked about this recently too, where like you see drivers in movies where, where they're going like this. Yeah, you know, like we've talked about that or a maybe, little somebody bit, else. maybe. Um, but obviously, like when they do those scenes, they're, they're being carried on a trailer. You yeah. know, so he's acting like that, but like. Can't be too careful, you know. As he's turning, he's looking this way. As he's turning right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at like a little little thing. It might have been just like you know the the nuance of performing, but yeah. whatever. It still added to it for me. Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? It's just. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guess? What's the matter? <laughs> well, how could you guess? Well, I saw the luggage, the airplanes, and I put two and two together. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> So proud of himself. And the, how many times does someone just yell at him, I got worms. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to call it. Excuse me? <laughs> I got worms. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> the, when I, I did I, I did try it because I knew it was going to just be a, a quote fest, which it's why it you're is. here. It's, it's why, why you're here. Come on, come on, but I did try to think like we always do. Try, there's yeah. a few things that I never realized. Number one, Mary doesn't seem very worried about like getting to the air because we're assuming – one of two things happens here. Either she got to the airport very, very late, because by the time Lloyd ran through the airport, the plane had already gone. That's very true. I'd never noticed that. And she did point. not seem very concerned, or there were multiple flights going to Aspen, and he some because he just he did the eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing. And I'm like, just read the Aspen, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know Aspen. Yeah. You know, so but then he does arrive at an Aspen gate. Maybe he was just at the wrong Aspen gate. I don't know. Maybe uh, he went to a gate that said like something California. That should have yeah. said that, dude. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm. 
beautiful. <laughs> but she she very much either either she, he went to the wrong gate or she was not concerned at all right. about being super late for her flight. Yeah, because yes. she was very late to so her flight. So we get our uh, first introduction of Mental and Shay. She's back. Yeah. Not the only person who had a prolific 1994, guys. That's so was, right. Jim Carrey wasn't the only one. Uh, <laughs> but but what's, her, what's her name? Who plays dude, Shay? Dude, Karen Duffy. That's right. Karen Duffy. There Played a character named Shay named the same Shay. year in Blank Check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to yes, complete To complete the, the, the Harry, the Jeff Daniels playing two characters named yes. Harry in 1994. In oh, Speed. Yeah. Speed. That's yeah. right. Um, they both there's, the same there's so many weird coincidences in this movie like, that, like people go on to like go do another movie and it has some similar weird yep. detail yeah uh, we'll get to it I but. don't I don't really like uh, Lauren Duffy in this movie no as Shay no like I love Karen Duffy or Karen Duffy, Karen Duffy. Yeah. Okay. Lauren Holly Karen Duffy yeah. I, yeah I very much liked Karen Duffy in blank check like she was so charming she- and yeah. like the the love interest, uh, but uh, in this movie, like it seems so forced of her, like tough guy. Like, well, it, it wasn't supposed to be. A, it was supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed to be a guy. What? Yeah, yeah. it was supposed to be a guy. Did you read that? Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a guy. Blowing minds here. I know, and but they cast her. I can't remember. I think that it was one of the Fairleys cast her. Like she had a previous. Uh, uh, working relationship with somebody she or one of the producers. She might have came in and read for Lauren Holly. Mm. Oh, there you go. She okay, might, she might have done that. She might like or yeah or that. Um, but yeah, then they're like, well, we have this part. It's written for a guy, but what do you think? She's like, all right. Yeah, it's JP Shay. Yeah. is the name of the person. So, but they they just kind of call her Shay in this. And every like, it's it's so like, they're probably playing on it. But every time you see her, she's just like doing something with a gun. <laughs> something with a Cause, gun. Cause she's dangerous. Let me do them. Let me do both, Let me do both of them. Both of them. Let me do both of them, man. You don't have to do anything. Okay, just, Joe Pesci. Yeah, I just I don't know. I like she just didn't really do it You're for right. me in this movie. Just it's, it's just like a, a off. Part, yeah, you know, like it doesn't I, I'm matter. sure, I'm sure whoever played that part wouldn't have been really effective, correct? You know, but yeah. um, the fact that it's her and uh, we love her kind of because of playing check. We have a, we have a love hate relationship. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> Did yes. they? I I gotta admit, guys, that I only probably watched the prequel and the sequel maybe once each. I haven't seen oh. the sequel. I've seen the prequel. Did did they ever tell the story of why he fell off the jetway? Because he's like fell off the jetway again. I want to know the story of the first time he fell off the jetway. <laughs> I really want to know what happened there. I want to think that he, this has happened before, almost an exact sim- similar way. Yeah, <laughs> he, that he found another piece of luggage that somebody left behind. Maybe he was in the airport holding one of those signs or yes. something. But then he he's like, oh no, I gotta retrieve this duffel bag for this. Woman, yeah, <laughs> like that. That sounds great to me. It's so classic him falling off the thing, and then I love that they that they then we realize they're together at yeah. this point. You know, like they they didn't they didn't do it right. And off they the realize back. it too. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like walking together. Like, oh, hey, Lloyd. Yeah, oh, it's, hey, it's a hey, perfect Harry. way to introduce them as like you just saw two different stories, and now they're both coming together and walking into their apartment. We yeah. really didn't talk about Harry's story, but like. Uh, Talking about the van too, it's just so iconic at this point. I don't know how it's yeah. not like the like one of the number top ten vehicles in any any movie ever made. Yeah, it's so awesome. And then he en- wagon. encounters with uh, Lynn Shay, uh, the dog presenter yep. girl, who is Robert Shay's uh, sister. 
the owner of New Line. Really? And he's like she's like in she's in uh, Kingpin, obviously. Oh yeah, she is. She's fucking incredible. I love seeing her so much. But uh, yeah, that's why she's in so many of these movies because her okay. brother's just like hey, throw my sister in there. But yeah, they get to their apartment, and I love seeing them together. Like I I, I really don't see how people are like. Yes, this is pretty much Jim Carrey's movie. Like almost everything that he says is funny, but I think Jeff Daniels is just as good. I th- I think he, you're right. I think he's just as good in his in his own performance because mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be what Jim Carrey is. Like might as well talk about it again. They're back. They're in their apartment, and the way that they talk to each other, and Jeff Daniels said about his performance, like he was really trying to. He was almost trying to act like he was stupid, whereas whereas then he took a step back and he was like, no, I am stupid. Yes. <laughs> I have an IQ of nine. How do I act and how do I respond to things? Like the, 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 the short instances or the little quips or the little responses that he has to, well, you are one pathetic loser. No offense. He's, oh, no, no take it. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. It's just, it's so funny. And he's... he's so believable as this person because of the way he decided to get himself in the mindset for the role. I've always thought this about this movie too, where there's a clear dumb and dumber mm. and Harry's dumb whoa. and Lloyd is dumber. I agree. For sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think that's clear as day? Yes. It, to me, it's, it was way more clear upon rewatch. I think. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying Harry's dumb and Lloyd is dumber. Mm-hmm. I think so. Can I, can I be devil's advocate? Here? Please, please. Harry forgot to pay the gas bill. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've done that. Harry, Harry threw the salt shaker when he could have just put a pinch of salt over his shoulder that that started the sea bass thing. Harry did that. Um, Harry was the one when the when van you know like runs out of gas or whatever. Harry just decides he's going to walk home. But like Lloyd actually puts some stuff together and sells the van and gets the you know gets the motorbike. Harry didn't realize he didn't think to question the the bulletproof vest. Like shooting him in the face, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a couple things. Actually, okay, so this is the <laughs> o- this is the ultimate thing. The final scene, uh, the bikini models show up. Um, Lloyd, <laughs> Harry turned them down and gave them wrong directions. Where at least Lloyd turned them down and gave them right directions. <laughs> I don't know. I I think it's still worse <laughs> upon on, just... upon a second attempt. <laughs> they still didn't get it right on the second attempt. In oh. the end. I don't know, man. I do. I think. I think that Harry. I think that Harry is just dumb, whereas Lloyd is just a schemer. That's all he is. Yeah. That doesn't make him smarter. I that's, don't okay, think. right, right, right. Yeah, I guess he can't read. He can't. So <laughs> yeah, that's, it's true. That's, that's, never mind. That's and like <laughs> that's a good point. Harry does the majority of the driving and doesn't take the wrong way. You know. Yes. They both can't read a map. I know that, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> to me, I've just always thought that. Where I'm just like, it, there's. It seems to me. Like Harry's a little smarter. It might just seem that way to me because Jeff Daniels is is in dramatic roles. Yeah, you know it could be that, but I don't know. That's very true. Lloyd did Lloyd did come up with the plan on sea bass there though. That's true. He also brought a pair of gloves. He was going to the Rockies again. <laughs> he came up with that plan even though in the movie they caught up to him down the road and slid his throat. <laughs> he didn't so think, he about, didn't that think about that part either. All right, so scene two, while the pair are out looking for new jobs, the thugs invade their apartment. Unhappy with life in Providence, Lloyd convinces Harry that they should head for Aspen to return the briefcase to Mary. They stop at a diner for food but have a run-in with some truckers. After outsmarting the truckers and hurrying to get on the road, they are pulled over by a police officer. I have a question for you. He goes out to get the bare essentials, right? Only the bare essentials. Bare essentials, yeah. He's got the freaking hat. (laughs) So good. Another reason he's dumber. (laughs) He went and got it. 
but he's still dumber because he got that. Where's okay. the booze? Where's the booze? Where's the booze? My question for you is the the sweet old lady on the motorized cart. Yes. Was she was she a bad person that was going to steal his stuff anyway? Or did she decide to do it when he said, I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. And this, uh, senior you know, citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. Still serve a purpose. <laughs> I think so did she, did she then at that moment decide to steal his stuff? Hey, look, they live in kind of, it looks like a bad neighborhood. Okay. Like, I think that she just had an opportunity and she took it. And also there was an incentive of being put down yeah. by this fucking idiot. That made her not feel bad who about got doing pinwheels it. for some reason. Yeah, yeah. He got pinwheels, a paddle, paddle and ball thing, and a giant cowboy hat. And then he had to get beer. that Rhode Island slut. Copy and then he of. got the, he's getting here with the red right hand. Yeah, yeah love Peaky it. Blinders uh, Nick theme Cave. song now. Yes, yeah, Nick Cave. Nick Cave yeah. is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which wasn't on the soundtrack by the way. <laughs> Rhode Island slut. Stupid, I hate that. And it's, oh, I, I wish I could remember exactly what it said on the. Um, Oh, on on the actual copy of it, the it newspaper. says something else, like on the newspaper. Um, <laughs> but he like swipes out of that, and his like look of despair from Jim Carrey is just like, <laughs> "Cripes, cripes!" How <laughs> times I've said but that in my and life? And there's those small moments, like where he didn't have to do that weird jump out of the way when no. she rode by. <laughs> yeah, like that didn't need to happen. But that those small little <laughs> and the skid like noise yeah. didn't need to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Back and forth, kind of. Excuse me, do you have change for a dollar? No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also had to, like, is we can be as critical as we can on this, which is hopefully why you guys love us so much, is we are telling you the quotes, but we're doing some stuff. <clears throat> I never once decided, I just thought this was something that was in the movie, The Salmon of Capistrano. Yeah. <clears throat> I've never decided to dive into that until today. Do you guys know anything about... What he's trying to get at Capistrano? What's, no, like I never, I didn't. I thought it was like sounds of Capistrano oh. is what he's trying to go for. So there, there is an annual migration of swallows <laughs> that that they go, they migrate to a place in California called Capistrano, like Port Capistrano. Okay, where these swallow birds migrate there, and and it's called the sw- the swallows of Capistrano. Okay. So this happens in California. So he's still going California. He thinks she's going to Aspen. Yes. Which yes. he thinks is in California, which he's somehow smart enough to know <laughs> that there is a migration of swallows, but he doesn't say the right thing. He says salmon. Because he's still, he's living by this California thing. He thinks that Aspen's yeah. in California. He goes someplace warm where the where the women instinctively <laughs> flock <laughs> like the salmon to come. Flocking he, like the yes, salmon, like he, fish. Yeah. God, I he just thinks, never eat. Dude, and he thinks it's warm out there, and then he does his flashback uh, later, and it's like tropical. She's got a sundress <laughs> on. He's sticking to this California thing till the day he dies. I that's true. I didn't even think about the the flow of words. Someplace yeah. warm. Warm. And they instinctively flock like, like the this salmon fish. God, <laughs> flock like birds, birds in yes. California in Capistrano. God damn it! I didn't he, even. He, him and Lo, him and Harry got fucking wasted one night, and the Travel Channel was on. Yeah, and, and yes! he saw right. something like that. Before their cable got shut off, and then yeah. like like he just saw that before he met Mary, like the like before he came to work, he's and so she smart. said she said California, and he's like, oh, well, I just learned a little bit about California. Yeah. It's just one little thing he could bring up, yeah. maybe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I do the same thing when like I get bills or anybody knocks on my door. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, the gas man is like they wouldn't like 
they wouldn't want to like, try to come in, but yeah. I would be trying to bail. I don't want to see any of them. Like I said, in grumpy old men, yeah. I, I don't trust anybody like that. No government workers are coming to my door. No, absolutely I'm not. I'm gone. <laughs> Do you realize what you've done? <laughs> and then they look out the people, and uh, Mental is loading a gun in the hallway. Yep. She's like, dude. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it actually right here, but they're fucking dumb. Duh. Those two, <laughs> they are really dumb. Them and Charles Rocket. There's some <laughs> thought that there's some thought out there that maybe Dumb and Dumber is more or less referring to those oh. two. Honestly, let's be real. Oh, because they are they are terrible at what they're doing. They give them way more credit than they should. So much credit. Yeah, How they know I got gas. How they know I got gas? They must did, that's a huge jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> How about they're just idiots and they're like, yeah, this is not for us. This note is for someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's like, oh, so these guys aren't paying their bills either. Well, uh, yeah. No wonder they stole the money. Yeah. How about that? Weird. <laughs> this yeah, is a they, shitty apartment. Yeah, then they go inside this apartment. And they cannot think these are sophisticated people that live there. I don't think they're going to get that message. Uh, they can't, <laughs> these guys can't be right. They got worms in their living room. <laughs> they, but to, ah, oh, the bird. We got to bring up Petey. I feel so bad about Petey. Ooh, oh. here's a prop. <laughs> no, Sean gave me the eyes. I think Sean wants it. Noah, you went for it. Then I, I want Petey okay. with Damn duct tape around his neck, and I want it right here on my thing. <sighs> That's the prop I want. You, want. We need a video of you just... Pretty bad. Actually, no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't act blind in a video. Well, I could. I'm yeah. really no, happy. you can't. I uh, you can. I just don't think we could put that on the internet and feel good about ourselves. Yeah. Well, Petey's gonna go right here with duct tape around him. That's okay. where he's gonna go. Okay. There's a couple hats. <sighs> I bet there are. Are you thinking of a hat? I, I know of oh, well, you go for it. I, I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna take the hat. You go ahead. Well, there's two hats. I well, know there's multiple hats. Just go for one. Just, just pick. Go one. for you one that you're gonna say. Which well, hat do you want? Actually, what I was gonna do, I want uh, Billy's wheelchair. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> you, you guys are cool. Oh, cool. You're, yeah. You guys are yeah. cool. You're taking away this blind kid's mode of transportation yeah. and his he's new an friend. Yeah, he's an idiot. Harry, not even. I should care of it. Petey. Petey. Sack so marbles my dead bird cards. to a blind kid. Well, blind have a head. <laughs> Harry took care of it. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Gonna, I, I want you want I, one of the hats. I know you do. You're a hat. I, guy. I, I, then I want the I want the Wynum Dynam in '69 hat. That's Can't what I really? want. Do, do you want the other hat? No. You know I'm changing. I'm I'm I want the the entire like uh, paper standee that says Rhode Island slut. Cool. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just like right over here in the corner. <laughs> you, you put it like outside of a high beam. Yeah. This is smut, but why is it Rhode Island? <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just put in random copies of old newspapers. No, that says slut. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll save we'll save our boy Cam ne- Neely till later. Uh, right. were you, were, the, the thing that you, I know you guys are talking about this here, is when we're talking about their connection, I think it's really important in this movie upon rewatch to really care about these guys. Yeah. Like you, you have to like root for them in a way. Oh, yeah. And, and you, it's easy to just like root for them and be like, yeah, go, go do something. Yeah. But the Jim Carrey's performance about having nobody. It is really good. There's that moment that yeah. you're just like, wow. Okay. It, it, it gets to me. It's like, okay, this is a real person and there's, there's, 
depth here, depth here, um, that like they take it to the next level to make you fall in. And then all of a sudden, okay, that's enough. You know, like he overly cries, which is hilarious in itself. Yeah. And then we're on the road again. Like there are just these small moments that it dips mm-hmm. into humanity that really appeals at you. I agree. I've been in that. I've been in that position where I'm just like, I needed fucking change right now. You mm-hmm. know. And then like to have a buddy, just be like, okay, man, let's do it. You know. And and support that is is very meaningful. And I and I think it's a testament to Jim Carrey's performance, but also them as a duo were. I love seeing these guys together, and I will watch them do anything together. I love how excited, because I know this is how I've been, I love how excited Lloyd is to be on the road. Yes. <laughs> Just be out there and... Do it on tour? Oh, my yeah. oh God. Yeah. It is so much fun. I totally get that. You're just like... You are. You're just... And I can't tell you how many times we probably did that in, oh, yeah. in the van. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm running an incredible run, Harry. He's running to the beat of the song, yeah. which he didn't know the song was playing. Oh man, get ready! Because he... <laughs> it's like I've always noticed that. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. It's excuse me, flow. <laughs> I like before we get to diner. Can I bring up this real quick? I, I this movie is like nothing really original. I guess like the premise, sure. but like I was kind of thinking about it. I'm like when he's in the airport and he snatches the briefcase. It's one of those movies where it's the wrong guy gets the thing. Yeah. You know, and he gets in it over his head because he got the thing. It's like No Country for Old Men. Well, yeah. He goes and finds the briefcase full of money and gets in over his head way, way hard. And that's what this movie is. And I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. I never, it's like a, like a, a wrong guy kind of crime film, but with these stupid idiots. <laughs> so, you know? So you're saying that the Fairley brothers and Dumb and Dumber inspired the Coen brothers and, no country for is that what you're, is so. that what you're saying? That's what I you're saying. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to confirm our, that. That is a Sean Parr thought. You know, it's just the way you tell the story. Right, right. You know? Yeah, of course. Of Josh course. Brolin and Jim Carrey. Yeah, I totally. They align in my head. Inter- interchangeable, um, really. Absolutely. Yeah. What well, one quick thing? I don't know if you guys saw it. Just just to talk about their their on screen presence as a duo. That Dustin Hoffman actually called Jim Carrey after the film came out. Yes. Yeah. And he proceeded to tell him that he watched the movie and that it was the most genuine and authentic friendship he'd ever seen on film. <sighs> what Dustin Hoffman said about <laughs> Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. I guess that's a compliment. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I guess. That seems nice. That's Stra- nice he reached Strasburg out. Strasburg-trained actor. Yeah. yeah I guess uh. that's a big compliment. <laughs> I suppose it is. It is. Their their friendship is just so endearing, and you just you want to be a part of it almost. But I think you're just so happy to be along for the ride, yeah. and you are happy to root for him, like you yeah. say. You know, it's a uh, it's so much fun to watch, and I just I love watching how excited that that they they get along the way, and then I don't know. Can we talk about yeah. Seabass? We're yes. in the diner. Can we talk about Seabass? Lead us there, man. I just I just think about it, and you're right. Like the whole throw some salt over your right over your left shoulder. And he just chucks the whole thing. I don't know how to approach this the right way because, but I love again. This is Jim Carrey when he's like coming back when when uh, Seabass is walking to the table and Jim Carrey's just like <laughs> he just gives up right. Away. <laughs> <laughs> he's just oh. Oh no, sir! I would never do anything to uh, to upset a man of your size, sir. Are you <laughs> gonna eat that? <laughs> that no, yes, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I will cross my mind. Yeah, 
It's like, yeah. I guess in the in like the extended scenes, deleted scene, he does actually like yeah puke it's onto like the burger, real, real green and everything. And also in the extended mm. scenes, there's the 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 waitress who like excuse me, Flo, excuse like, me, Flo, pisses her off. She's like, uh, and Jeff Daniels or uh, Harry is like, my uh, my coke's a little flat and doesn't have any bubbles. And she like takes a straw and blows in it. She's like, how about that? <laughs> I have to say at this time that like there's like the director's cut that I watched as well or like the extra scenes that are with the the movie itself it really slows it down really it like severe like they just they made the right choices 100% like if 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 it is a director's cut that I watched I'm not sure um I also watched the actual cut but it it is there's a lot of scenes that like the even when Cam Neely comes back um, sorry, what's his character's name? Seabass. Seabass. Uh, he, com- he comes back in the bathroom. That ste- that scene's extended. It just s- extremely slows the movie down so hard. You don't need it. And it, I've never felt that way while watching a movie. Like I'm, I'm watching a director's cut. I mean, yeah, I haven't felt that way severely until this. I'm like, wow. Mm. All of those scenes do not need to be here because even like the joke, like added jokes that they have are awkward. And like yeah. weirdly timed and edited. I watched a couple of behind the scenes and making of things yeah. on uh, like on YouTube. You can find them. But even watching them, then y- you realize you don't in this movie, especially like what to what you're saying. It's so important that they just focused on those two. Less is more. Less is more ar- around them because have these little splashes. Yeah, it's like you don't have to you don't have to develop characters in a town that they're passing by, right? Yeah. Like it's. Although you may want to, it's a thank goodness they made the creative choice to not leave that. Yeah, in, you know? and by the way, I'm not knocking my final rating. Won't be like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll. Yeah, it just. It's important to note that though. If you have a chance, if you're going back to watch this and you right. have a chance to pick one, definitely like for your interest, watch it. But yeah, I see how it slows the the whole thing down. I, sure. It's crazy. Couple yeah. interesting things to point out. The excuse me flow. I I never understood I what either. that <sighs> reference is. It's uh it's a reference to an, a TV show called Alice that was in the late seventies, early eighties, where there was a character named Flo mm. that worked in a. And diner. now it's just a progressive lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> excuse me, Flo. Uh, spilling salt. That is a thing that yes. that that you have to toss over your shoulder, but you have to toss it over your left shoulder. Okay. He tosses the entire thing over his right shoulder. Over so right. is that the continued bad luck that they have from here on out? I think See? so. You think so? He didn't properly do that. And for those that are not giant hockey fans like we are, Seabass is played by a person named Cam Neely, who is a Hall of Fame NHL hockey player who is currently the vice president of the Boston Bruins. Yeah. Oh. And it's very important to note that that man is a very powerful and rich person nowadays. At the time when he was playing, there was a person on a team named Jeff Daniels and Jim <laughs> Carrey. What? On on two separate teams, he played against a Jim Carrey on in the NHL and a Jeff Daniels. And fought both of them. <laughs> probably. Oh probably. <laughs> he was, wasn't he kind of like almost an enforcer or he like was kind just, of like a he, he played in a different era of hockey. Guy. He's just yeah. a big tough guy. Yeah. Dude. Hall of Famer, so he did something right. Fair enough. Yeah. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm not punching Seabass. Okay. I'm not gonna offend a man of his size. No. But I am punching his buddy in the green hat. <laughs> okay. Did you read what his hat said? His hat says, happiness is seeing your mother-in-law's picture on a milk carton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. <laughs> that guy, like, I hate I hate his little brood of, of dude. Like, kick his ass, see, bro. Yeah. Like, they're just, yeah. No, so I'm punching like the, I'm punching him in the, in the face. These yeah. guys Buddy just in the green hat. meet here or something. Yeah. Every, every Drinking one. beers at, like, 9 a.m. Boilermakers. Yeah. Do you concur with this punch? I'm trying to think of someone else. Um, the, the guy at the phone booth already gets punched uh, to... Like smithereens, I think his soul leaves his body. I think, yeah, like the glass shattering, his soul went into those and just kind of crumpled on the ground. Give me yours. <laughs> I wanted it to be him because even though I know he got punched, I'd be happy to just give him seconds. I'm, I'm yeah. with you too. I <laughs> like, think <laughs> it's, sir, you're considered other people. <laughs> Oh, 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 now he may be mad. Oh, this is turned back on me. I might actually do something. I might have to do something. But oh, oh, he make it's like this is this is somehow like wish.com, Ray Romano, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld mixture. I don't know. It's really bad though. I'm I, I'm with you because I think we've been talking, we talked about people like who are mean to waitresses and, and waiters. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. I think that's him. And uh, I'll punch him while he's on the ground unconscious. Can I offer up an equal opportunity uh, face punch? Okay. Uh, Mary's Mary's mom. <laughs> Terry Gar. Oh, man. You gotta punch Terry Gar. <laughs> so what do you say? So what do you what do you say? What do you say? I love Terry. Hey, come on, Terry you Gar. Know, oh, oh, forget about your friend. <laughs> She's right. I was, I was always so offended whenever when she said that as a kid. I was always so offended. <laughs> we mean forget about my friend. You can't do you can't do that. You can't forget about your friend. I was gonna save this for later, but she was part of my sexual awakening. <laughs> yeah. When her and Young Frankenstein with her breasts. Oh yeah. Oh my! I it got me so good. Yeah, <laughs> so I love you. Can go ahead. I'm just saying, equal opportunity around here, if, guys. Since since we're already on it, though, this this guy at the phone booth is the perfect opportunity for a humanize the goons, though, because as a kid, I used to be like, man, that mental's such a dick. Like why, like why didn't he just get off the phone? Mental just started his conversation. He's like, hey, yeah. what's up? It's mental. Yeah. And the guy's like, get off the phone. Get off the phone. <laughs> like, that guy deserved that punch. <laughs> yeah. Mental did the right thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And I did not think that as a kid. No. I, I thought, I thought. oh, my gosh, how could he do that? Why would he do that to a guy? And then you think about, oh, yeah, manners. That's why he yeah. did that. Yeah, Meanwhile, Shay's loading her gun in her fucking Again. car because she's on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What, what's happening to those bullets? Like where, I don't know. Where, she's the type that just shoots it out the window as they drive down the road, <laughs> yeah. hitting signs, just, <laughs> or is just like like playing with her gun in the car and like takes it out. It's like oh shit. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Here we go. Just practicing, as, guys. We could actually make some boilermakers if you want to. What is it? Uh, the drink consists of a glass of beer mixed with a shot of whiskey. I'd rather have them separate. I think so too. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> That's um, what you do on purpose. Ugh. The PP scene. With, uh, uh, what's his name? Harold, uh, Harlan Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we have to talk about, I, the pee shivers that he has is like the most oh. genuine, th- like, Very but also animal. comedic, like, you know, just the way that he quivers, he's uncontrollable. I love it so much. And I, <laughs> the sound effects yeah. are what fucking does it for me. The filling glass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> hold that one. Okay, hold that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> trying to drive. Harlan Williams, um, kind of his first big like role. Yeah. His first role in a major movie, I think. And it was like down to him and Jeff Daniels for Harry. Actually. Oh wow. He could have maybe done it, I think. I, I think so too. I'm sure it would have been a more it would have been a more comedic take. 
than as opposed to what we True. were given with Jeff Daniels. It would have been that one-up kind of challenge, yeah. probably. I, I, Harlan Williams' type of comedy is very, very... Um, if you've seen him in, like, There's Something About Mary... Or Half-Baked. <laughs> or Half-Baked. Like, he, he, he loves playing with words. He just loves rambling words and stuff. <laughs> and there's some scenes, or there's some, like, deleted scenes or, like, deleted takes... Of him doing that during this just, scene of just hey hey we got we got two good shots they did this a lot they said the Fairley brothers would say hey we got we got two good go takes now you try your way yeah and they would let the actors kind of roll right and Harlan Williams was doing that a lot in this and there's a point where you're like that would have probably been overkill as Harry yeah. Dunn mm-hmm. yeah. That's one of those moments where you remember your dad laughing at something. Yes. But you don't know when he's like, pull over. No, oh. it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> no clue what was going no. on there, but my dad laughed, so I thought it was hilarious. And the killer boots, man. Yeah. But that's another, boots. like, anytime I see anyone wearing boots, that's generally what I say. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just your go-to when, whenever you see some, or, or when I see somebody wearing a cardigan. Yeah. I, I say, hey, nice. I say, oh, pull over. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's talking about. <laughs> Scene three. After dreaming of his future with Mary and staying in a hotel overnight, Harry and Lloyd pick up one of the thugs who says that his car broke down. When the trio stop at a restaurant for lunch, Lloyd and Harry inadvertently kill Mental by feeding him rat poison. Lloyd accidentally drives the wrong way while Harry sleeps. Upon waking, Harry yells and at Lloyd and leaves. This whole dream scene is fucking incredible. Unbelievable. Like you said, it, it's the warm weather. I never thought about that. It's so it's funny. Like palm trees it's definitely shit. not Aspen. Uh, she, she opens the door and the doves fucking fly out. And I don't know how they did it, but nope. that one dove sticks right on her back like stuck, an angel. Stuck behind it. Good yeah. Lord, man. It's so over the top. It's just such a cool thing to, to even think about that Lloyd has never once as an adult been in like a room of people. That uh, that like uh, like him or admire him or yes. or want to hear what he has to say. So that's genuinely what he thinks yes. it would be like if he got in a room. She said no, but that's a real nice ski mask. I want to know the joke. What? I know. I want to know the full joke. If there, I, there has to be a setup of that joke. Yeah. How about that? Oh God! Now I know what prop I really wanted. <laughs> Go ahead. The Go ahead. Lam- I want the Lamborghini IOU. That's what I want. <laughs> it's got a bunch of shit on it too, doesn't I know. it? <laughs> That would be amazing. Just that right here. <laughs> just pinned on the wall. Oh, might want to hold on to that one. Um, but no, like you're right. The whole the whole thing is they're in this lodge and everyone is wearing an awful sweater. Yes. You know, like it's just terrible. And I love that he's just on a roll, just <laughs> killing it. And he's just like, oh, what's that? Quonk. <laughs> <laughs> and they fucking love it. They're losing the it. The guy that looks like Will Ferrell's just losing <laughs> yeah. his mind. Oh, dude, I some of those faces even look familiar from like other yeah. like random roles. I'm not I can't I can't tell you they any. They all but look like they're from so, the nineteen nineties. You're right. Which yes, but nineteen nineties B level actors. <laughs> and and then of course we've got the restaurant too. I d- my like the fart thing. Yeah. Where he's like, lifts his, his legs up like <laughs> I don't even know. Like he's very flexible, lifts his legs huge up, yeah. and fucking just the the fireball <laughs> reflection on those people's faces. 
is so good. And the sound of the fart is is, is the deepest, most bassy, guttural fart. Guttural. It's so good. Oh. I just remember like my dad laughing at that, and I, I'm yeah. like, that's the one that I got because yeah. it's a fart. You know? yeah. but, but why was it you on fire? Do that? <laughs> yeah. Just losing their minds at this. There are many people our age that have inadvertently sucked in a flame into their butthole at some point in their life after watching this movie. Awesome. Yeah. Guaranteed. Because <laughs> you have to blow out. You can't. Yeah. You can't pull in, or else the flame goes in. I was <laughs> not saying that happened to me. But I'm saying no, I saw it. Definitely you sure. Not. I saw somebody. You sure? Okay. All right, Mike. Um, <laughs> no, but like the restaurant, the the restaurant though too. Of this is just. Uh, is this like ultimate guy? Like like adolescent fantasy. Yeah. That you can just beat anyone up. Mortal Kombat had just come out, and you're like, yeah. oh, I could do that. Oh, I could rip somebody's heart out easily. You know what? I would I would totally do that. I would totally. For my girl. Yeah. I would totally win her over by yeah, wh- beating someone Why up. did the chef, what's the, what's the chef have involved it's in this? Because the chef didn't do nothing. I love this because it's like, um, it, it's like this, fa- like every, all the actors are having such fun with this. Mm-hmm. You can tell, even, like, even Lauren Holly is she, just, oh, she's mm. so good in this. Yeah. I, and like, she, you can love, you, you can see how they love playing this, like, ultra fantasy yeah. kind of part, you yeah. know? And I love that about it. Like, when he, like, starts kissing her arm and she's like, Looks at Jim Carrey. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that in a Christmas story too. When they'd have those, yes, those dream right. sequences, I was trying to think of that. Yes, they, they, they would over the top play it yes. for those yeah. dream sequences. It was perfect. You're, yeah, hundred no, percent right. So funny. And this actually won. This was a very short lived portion of MTV when the MTV Movie Awards came out. They had a best kiss. And this one best kiss. Uh, and oh, yeah, oh. yeah, the only it's pulling a Daniel Russo. The only more tongue I've seen in a photo in a kiss was this than Karate Kid. For karate sure. Kid. Oh, um, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yes. I love uh, when he kicks that dude in the ball, or kicks his, kicks him in the balls and starts <laughs> like that, and yeah. he's like ha ha. <laughs> fucking biting his leg. <laughs> it's it borderlines on too much. Yeah. It's yes. just so close to being too much. Yes. And then it moves on to the next thing. And it's, then it's and then it's over. And you're like, I'm in. It was uh, just another I, Jim Carrey moment that you're probably reenacting as a kid. Yes. And uh even do that. It's, it's so funny. Oh God. Uh can I change my prop then too? Yeah, sure. Whatever you guys want. I want, I want the, I want the <laughs> doggy no bag with the heart in it. <laughs> <laughs> with an actual heart in it. Cool. With a little blood, blood fingerprints on it. <laughs> now he gave it back to the guy. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, he sorry. still has it. He's buried with it. Those, those, those lines when they're in the heart shaped tub, like some little filly break your heart. No, it was a girl. No, it was a girl. Uh, she she gave me a John Deere letter. Yes. Like <laughs> these are these are multifaceted, <laughs> deep level jokes that like you still think are funny, even though you don't know what the joke is as a kid. Yeah. It, it, it's supposed to be a Dear John letter. You know, like, yes. but who cares? It's hilarious. It's This is the type of comedy and the type of dialogue that completely puts the ball in the court of the audience to understand and catch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's just what, it's what it is. If you can get it, you yeah. have fun with it. Yeah. Some little Philly break your heart. No, it was a girl. Oh, okay. 
It's like they just they they roll over it so quickly, and they have no problem doing that because they have such a trust in the audience to understand that this is what's going to happen in a movie called Dumb and Dumber. Yes, they're dumb that they don't. <laughs> it, it's not about them doing dumb things. It's the fact that they are just dumb, and they and don't. They, it just this is the way they live their life. They don't get each other's like references that they that. The one who said it doesn't even get. You no. know, like even the betting scene. The gambling thing, yeah. Yes, it's like, I bet you I can get you to gamble by the end of the day. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. just, they, uh, uh. it's That's, so smart. <laughs> that, but that is such a dumb, like, that would be a thing I normally say, get that out of the movie. That is such a dumb joke. Not in this movie. Nope. No. It works because of the way they act and play off of each other. In yeah. That. It's because it's it's so serious to them. It's 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 hilarious to us, but yeah. it's serious to them, and that's what's so funny about it. And, I, like watching it, it's fun growing up with this movie because it's so slapsticky, and you laugh at those parts. But then, like when you when you grow older and you get smarter, <laughs> you realize that that's what's happening, and you're like, "Wow, this movie has so many layers." And like, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I, "I I just want fart scenes as a little kid," but now I just want smart, yes, smart jokes like that. You know, Abs- absolutely. Um, this was another scene that was extended that I I hated uh, in the the pool or the hot tub thing. Yeah, uh, Lloyd is like listening to some couple have sex. Oh, in, the, yeah. in the room next to him with a with a cup or whatever. It's just it's not you any of their it. faults. It's you just don't need it. It's it's just it's just bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, again I I love. Um, there's one other thing that they say in this hot tub. Uh, oh, it's oh god, it's Harry. It's Harry saying. About the John Deere letter, yes, and saying, "I called her up." Yeah, <laughs> she gave me so she fed me some line about me not me not listening or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. But and again, it's just cruising right over this amazing dialogue that not, the, only they could deliver this way. Yes, ninety nine out of hundred movies that that line would be in. You just be like, yeah. "Oh my god, this is st-. like if we tried to if I tried to be the actor to deliver that, you guys would be like, that's fucking stupid.' Yeah, ex- ex- and I'd be like, "This is stupid." Somebody would else would overdo it yes you know and that's yeah exactly want to hear the most annoying sound in the world <laughs> apparently that was improvised dude you guys going to davenport like 15 per- yes 15 percent of this movie i think the fairly brothers said was improvised and that was one of them where he was just like want to hear the most annoying sound in the world and then like harry or uh jeff daniels didn't know he was gonna do that so we just joined in with him but no they never show harry's face during this part but you hear right at the very end before he starts going guys guys you hear like, like, like he joins in and starts yeah. doing it. Pick him up, go up, dude. If but if you had to pick, if you had to pick one scene though of like the the best comedic physical comedy joy of the movie, to me, it's the ketchup and mustard inside of Dante's oh Inferno. My God. Jesus, here, Lloyd, this helps. <laughs> I, 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 I can't ahead. imagine keeping a straight face during all this shit. Everything they're doing. I can't imagine actually committing to that and being able to to get it done. I wanted to mention this moment as maybe the one time I felt like it may have been some kind of one-up situation from each of them. <laughs> sure. Because they were like they all of a sudden yeah. just like started in like all Jim Carrey loses it, right? And so Jeff Daniels is like then he kind of catches on and he starts acting it's all spicy and then he's the one who decides to go <laughs> Jeff Daniels does the ketchup and mustard first onto his mouth. <laughs> He's like, ah, ah. Yeah. and then yeah, and then he he passes it over to Jim Carrey, who of course is going to take it yes, to the next level. And he slams <clears throat> them and <clears throat> starts squeezing. Well, it's, it works. 
it works so well to me because like it's like a setup. Like that's the joke. It's yeah. like ketchup and mustard work, and that's stupid and <laughs> yeah, funny. Stupid. But then Jim Carrey takes it to another level. Like even if that wasn't probably be like you and I do like yeah. doing yeah. back and forth. Like you do a joke and I got to build, build it. on top of it. That's like it's like improv. While I go There's, to the bathroom. They're building. <laughs> yeah. On, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mental. You're mental. I'm, and I'm Mike. <laughs> <laughs> But then they're, then they're completely back to normal, and it's like, hey, how's your burger, man? How's your burger? Why is there just the <laughs> hottest pepper sitting on, out in the open in a fucking jar? It's called Dante's Inferno. Okay, okay. And also, did you notice that Dante's Inferno has porta-potties outside in the parking lot? Oh. They don't even want their customers going <laughs> to the bathroom inside of the building because of what happened. Or there's so many there. people going in the bathroom that they have to have extra outside. They're on year... There's a, there's a band playing. <laughs> we got to have porta-potties outside. They're on year 19 of a... 20 year septic that needs to be like they don't want to run any risk he, when he goes how's your burger he goes how's your burger how's Lloyd your burger? Lloyd like is turned away going <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if he really broke there or if that was just the genius of Jim Carrey this is the this is the funny thing because this is what they find funny yes this is what they can't contain Pranks. themselves or control themselves this so guy's with. gonna eat a hot pepper it's oh this will be, be so <laughs> funny this will be so funny this will be the funniest thing we've ever seen in our lives and then it's like it's like so you guys you guys it's like why don't you eat up and we'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep going. Oh no, we just got we just got the briefcase. We return it. How's your burger? How's your man? burger? <laughs> How's your burger? <laughs> oh, the way, so dude. The way when he collapses. Here's your pills. <laughs> Here's your pills. Pills are good. <laughs> he's like doing. He's doing the like the Heimlich, but he's like grabbing his legs and pulling him in and out. Out with the bad air. Because he kicks him away, goes and slams on like the blinds and he takes them with him as he comes back. And the way he brings up, he's like... He slams and he, like, fist a burger out before he does it, too. Dude, it's so good. Watching him struggle to give him mouth to mouth. This will be a lot easier if you just lay still. Just lay still. It's just, it's this undel- unbelievable delivery that just... It should be obnoxious in any other setting, it guys. It be. just shouldn't work. Like you've, it, you've you said it earlier. These lines, these jokes, the They're way it's so delivered, bad. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't work. It, ju- it which is which everyone... is why the other movies didn't work, right? In, in my opinion, I think so. This yeah. was like a this was like lightning in a bottle. Correct. Like this moment in time with these people at this point in their career. And again, it's uh, I think it's super important to remember uh, that this is the Fairly Brothers' first outing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is their first outing. They, I don't think that's part of what makes it that lightning. Is they as new directors, producers like, were know. like, we should let these guys do what they're <laughs> they're good at I just and keep the camera on Carrie. <laughs> yeah, keep the camera on, keep it rolling for him. Like we have to watch this out. We have to watch these things play out. Mm-hmm. And and this is this is what we get, and it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. The and it, and it continues with just like this this like Harry's filling up the um he's filling up his car which by the way never noticed he pulled in the wrong way so he he's got the pump going underneath all the way to the other side of his car <laughs> never no never noticed that he pulled in the wrong way and like this and I never are, put it together never oh, yeah, I never put that, that side together facing her he should have been on the other side <laughs> and he's like are the, you know are those your skis both of them both of them. <laughs> Cool, cool. <laughs> that is such a dumb joke, but it's hilarious the way he plays it. And he really is on fire, by the way, guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, Jeff Daniels' leg yeah. is on fire for this movie. Oh, my. Wait. It's not a stunt double. Oh, that I didn't is know that. Jeff yeah, yeah. Daniels standing there with his leg on fire. Oh. Five, five, five. 
Just give me the damn number. No, I've got a really great the, memory. The way he just like confidently like throws that mash down yeah. is everything to me. He's like, <laughs> I got her. I got her. We're good to go. Yeah. He's uh, you know, hey, that's not easy to do. Light somebody else's cigarette with a with a match, guys. Yeah. That's not easy to do. Wait, 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 wait. She's like, what? Yeah. Oh, you're oh wait, wait. <laughs> I don't let allow me. Hey, allow me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the confidence level you're spraying all over the place, just like the dog. <laughs> Come on, like it's just so it's so good. And uh, more of the improvised lines. The 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 probably the if you think of if you had to name one line, like it's Family Feud, and and you know we're looking for number like quotes from Dumb and Dumber. We're looking for the number one quote that someone says from Dumb and Dumber from the most people. It's big gulps, huh? <laughs> right. Big gulps, yeah. huh? And that was fucking improvised. Yeah, they was, those people weren't even actors. They were just hanging out on the set. And, and the fairy of the bear was like, hey, just be in the scene. Just stand there. He's going to walk you, past you. Yeah. Will you and just he be doesn't walk past him. He goes, hey, guys. <laughs> he calls the, to have Jim Carrey just like, hey, you're just going to, we'll, we'll have you in the movie, guys. Will you just stand here and just, you know, just act, act normal and sip on your drinks and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally fine. And then you have Jim Carrey walk by, and he's like, oh, big gulps, huh? And of course, what are you going to do? And there's an uh-huh. awkward two to three second pause. <laughs> well, see you later. See you later. <laughs> Some people are cut out for life on the road. It just, like, just adds to their like, affableness of these characters where like, they could probably just make friends with anybody yes. they, they I, encounter. If, if they were driving through Iowa and you were at a gas station and they talked to you in that van, would you be like, I should probably talk to you guys? Yeah, I mean, like I was even going to say the van, with maybe. Mary in the beginning where it's just like, yeah, that was fucking weird. But you have a story to tell now. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that man... Uh, Lloyd, yes. who's got the worm farm. He, like he's got a worm farm. Yes. Like if you tell that story to somebody, like the limo driver that brought me here was super fucking weird. That's a yeah. great story when exactly. you arrive at your destination. Seems like an interesting fellow. You know, I, I do like it. I mean, this movie is a dumb plot, but at the same time, it's kind of smart. Like the fact that the reason they're not getting in trouble for the murder of Mental is because they just drove the wrong way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that works. It's, Does that not work? It's, a, it's amazing. The movies come dumb and, and dumber. It works, dude. <laughs> and 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 yes, they after they feed that to him, they end up going the wrong way. Um, is that because is that before or after the? No, it has to be after that they run the skis. Yeah, we've already yes, they, they right? he he got assaulted by sea bass in the bathroom. Yes. Jeff Daniels was on fire, and now they're they got their big gulps. Harry's going to sleep. Lloyd's going to drive the rest of the way. Okay. I just, I know we kind of passed over the uh, encounter of Seabass again. I never understood it as a kid. I just had to make mention of it. I could never, I never even read what was actually written on the wall. Yeah. For manly love, dude. For manly love, 2 15 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. On March 15th or whatever it is. Do you did, did you catch what his what his knockoff watch was? Yes, it was it was a casino. It was a casino. Casino. It's a knockoff of a cheap watch. <laughs> casino. It's a casino watch. I wanted one of those for Christmas. I think that's great. Oh no! Now I want another prop. Yeah, and like the 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 we t- we'll talk. I'll talk more about the soundtrack later. Yeah. But um, you know, the soundtrack itself is a beautiful piece of art. The actual physical soundtrack, but there are mo- there are songs that were not on the soundtrack that right. are perfect for this movie. Crash Test Dummies for that wide shot of him walking away after. Sorry, never made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. It is just perfect for that, dude. I 
love it so much. What do you think of like the because the music's by Todd Rundgren? Todd like the Rundgren. actual like the score. What do you think of like the score? I don't know if I ever. There's so much actual music in yeah. this movie. I don't know if there's much of a score. Yeah, it's it's just oh, like, there's yeah, there's a few things in there. It works. Yeah, it works. It's it's weird and, and quirky. It's nineties. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's more soundtrack than um, score. Yeah. In, yeah, in this movie, definitely because it is 100 percent synonymous. When you hear those songs, you think of this movie. That's just it's it's yep. one of those things we've talked about before. It's those songs have been taken over by this movie. Yep. Mary, Mary so. Moo, like your oh uh, dead, dead, dead I Dick. Dead I Dick is just. Yeah. That's it's this movie mm-hmm. and only this movie. So scene four, Lloyd is able to trade the van for a small scooter and convinces Harry to join him on the way to Aspen. After a long drive, they arrive in Aspen and find out the briefcase is full of money. They spend some time living lavishly before finally finding Mary at a preservation dinner. Mary ends up befriending Harry and spends the day with her on the slopes. I love it. I'm surprised no one took that scooter as their. I know. I don't prop. take vehicle. I'm not a vehicle. You're guy. not. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a believer in taking vehicles because you got to store you, that. You took the Matrix car. Mm-mm. That that like. Uh, uh-uh. Yeah, you did. Well, that, that was the, uh, now my garage is full. <laughs> <laughs> dang it! Dang it! Uh, yeah, I'm surprised no one took that. Damn, dang it. But uh, uh, yeah, I it's what I mean. What more can you get from physical comedy of just like two large dudes on? This obviously kitty motorized bike getting seventy miles to the gallon, man, on this hog. Well, and that you saw those two dudes that recreated the the drive. They they like rode on on a motorcycle just like that, and they re- they actually recreated the Did drive. They really? oh yeah, it's on YouTube. I don't. I'm surprised you never saw it. it. It was two dudes, but the weird thing is, is they they're like, oh, he, it's four it's a four hundred mile trip, and they showed them in Western Nebraska. They're like, they went from here to there to Aspen, but that's not right. Unless somebody can correct me on this, they went, they were about ready to cross into the Colorado, but then he said he, he was asleep for about five hours right. going the wrong direction. So that meant they were five hours east into, into Nebraska, which is almost Lincoln, which meant that was a 700-mile trip from Lincoln to Aspen. Good God. Which, <laughs> 70 miles to the gallon. I mean, they, they did save some money on that, but that, wow. <laughs> yeah, that That's a full, that's probably a full, consider it 40 miles an hour, that's probably a full 24 hours of, yeah. be, of not stopping on that bike. I, I, yeah, I don't think you appreciate what that, what that ride must have been like, mm. and just not it stopping. It only happens in about three minutes in the movie, but my God. Uh, just go, man. <laughs> <laughs> just go, Whoa. man. Oh, oh. Got a little hairy back there, huh? <laughs> Good nippy going through the path. Right? <laughs> when when they finally look her up, and it's so funny that he doesn't even fucking know her name. And I know. The, I wish. I'm so sorry I, that I couldn't. I was gonna get shirts for all of us that it just goes. You know, it's the yes. and and it's slippy From slappy neckbreaker yes, tees. Yes, yes, dude. We'll we'll get it someday. Yeah. But but when she, when she, I'm not seeing it here. <laughs> not seeing it here, Lloyd. And he goes. She must be enlisted. <laughs> as if come why as if. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's so infatuated that he sees his breath right now. That's <laughs> that's why. But like, I I love the fact the fact that they made this entire trip, and he and he's so comfortable saying, "Oh, uh, w- what's her name? We'll look her up." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just complete confidence. And, and he he nailed it. He ends. He goes, "Slippy Swinson, Swinson, Swanson, uh, Swanson, Swinson, Swanson, 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 Swanson." Maybe it's on the briefcase. Samsonite. Oh. <laughs> I know he had it. He had it right there. He could, they could have literally gone up to their house right then at that moment in time. I know. But instead, they find the money. I love how they find it and immediately go to the most expensive <laughs> hotel. 
Yeah, we borrow a few bucks bucks from the briefcase. <laughs> only the essentials. <laughs> yeah. We, only, and we'll pay back with IOUs. We're good for it. Our bond, our word is our bond. <laughs> Presidential suite. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Though, we'll take it. And they this is we're talking early 90s, guys. 94. This is the perfect time for an I'm too sexy montage. I was just gonna say, man. Sean, <sighs> why, why? Did they, did they not choose the most overused song in the world? Because they're artists and yes. they have they have respect for themselves. They know what they have on their hands. Don't use that song ever yeah. again. We need to not. Cinema needs to just forget about what we've done yes. and forget about that song Move for on. for makeup scenes, for getting ready scenes, for makeover scenes. They need to stop. Yeah. Instead, they choose. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. I mean, you, you <laughs> go you go with the with the classy version of that song and Roy Orbison. Roy yes, Orbison. It was great. An already amazing song, an iconic song. Unfortunately for me, it lives as this movie, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At watching it as I'm a with kid. you. I'm so sorry. You're right. It is. You're it right. is. It's this movie, man. Um there's so many funny parts of this whole There's like, also that movie called Pretty Woman. Uh, I don't know. I don't I've never seen it. No. Yeah. Um Who's that, Meg Ryan? Or nah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but there's so many funny points in this in this whole like montage, and I love how they go through this whole process, and they're basically they just look like themselves again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, they, that's all they look. Haircuts and different suits. Yep. And, yep. Yep. Nope. The same. No, per- same they're thing. just the same person again. And I, I, but you know what? To to their credit, the haircuts they got awful. They yeah. got awful haircuts. Yeah. And when they got us all styled up and stuff, I yeah. just had to mention that. I just, it was not worth it. I agree with you, man. And so they're in the Stanley Hotel, yeah, uh, where Stephen King based his novel The Shining off of. Um, and while and they were they stayed there while they were filming there. And so Jim Carrey insisted he knew about the legend. He insisted on staying in room two one seven, which okay. is yes, uh, sort of yes, which yeah. is yeah. the haunted room in the Stanley Hotel. And um, at like maybe like three o'clock in the morning, he uh, he got up and ran out of the hotel and left permanently and wouldn't come back in. And has not said a word. Right? Still not said a word to this day about why or how or what happened. Didn't you visit uh, Stanley Hotel? I visited the uh, oh that overlook. Oh, okay, in Mount Hood. My cousin Chris Barnhart, who's an avid listener, has been to the Stanley, and they have the Man on the Moon sign in the bar in yes. the lobby bar. Yes. Oh, they do. Yeah, oh, that that poster is there. Is that the lobby bar? Yeah, the lobby bar of the hotel. Yeah, I, I'm. I was. We're assuming. I think it's the same place of the hotel. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. You got to go there. Uh, Stanley, Stanley the Hotel. Give us a call. Yeah, yeah. we'll come. We'll, we'll come. come there. Sean will stay in room two one seven. I one hundred percent will. Yes. Um, and I will stay on the first floor. I'll be at the Holiday <laughs> Inn down the road. Yeah. <laughs> AJ will just be in the bar. I'll be in the bar. That's all I'll do. I saw I saw a TV edit of this once. This goes down in history as one of the worst TV edits, uh, just like Big Lebowski. Oh, good. Uh, we uh, successfully made it a bulldog with a shih tzu. Busts out laughing. Really? Yeah. They they just they there's no we we called it a bullshit. They just skip that. <sighs> and they just go the joke is a bulldog and a shih tzu was mated and then we laugh. You can have That's... one shit now on I'm TV. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Come not, on, not now. for not for TBS. They know funny, Sean, and that's not. <laughs> fun. I mean, is this not the most like if you're going to a Halloween ball with your buddy? Is this not the most like parodied or it has to be worn it's... costume of the whole time? <laughs> it's so, it's so upsetting. Every I think every prom has one duo. 
right? But you got Every, to. You know, but like so that's you have this, to do it. That's oh, what this movie okay. is done, though. It's yeah. great. Uh, you're right. I think you're right. You're right. Okay. I tell you what. If you really want to, if you really want to get deep, don't wear those suits. Wear wear a pair of those gloves with the tassels. That when he comes <laughs> yes. down, when he comes down the steps, like that costume, and he's, and he's holding the tassel. And then and then wear the the ski like jumpsuit that Harry is wearing. Yes. I also do thought that. about it taking his helmet as a. As I, a I was thinking oh. that it's like shark. Nose yes. helmet, like blue helmet. He's just totally decked out in like top end ski gear, and of they're just blowing through that money right now. I just, I love it so. so this much. is where Harry is good with women. He just approaches Mary, mm. and she's just alone, to, like looking at the stupid fake owls. Right, and he goes up to her and he's like, and is just starting a conversation, makes jokes, you know, and and she's like, oh, I get it, I get it. I think that. Like we've we've said it, but I think that he's a he's a good. He's at good this. with women. Yes, he's good with women, unwittingly. He unwittingly, does not, <laughs> does not know. Unknowingly, he's decent with women. Yes. Well, how, you're gonna pick me up at seven forty-five. Well, I've got a couple things to do. How about we make it a quarter to eight? <laughs> Stop. Okay, seven forty-five. <laughs> That's one of those jokes where oh, you went too far. Nope. By by going further, you brought it back. <laughs> we, we we won again. But you're right. I I think it's hundred percent true that I I'm I'm going to stick to my guns on that. That I I think they're unwittingly decent with women. Yes. Unfortunately, they're they're not closers. I don't think that they're closers. But I think that they're good with women and like initiating. They got the in deciding yeah. to go. Oh look, Frost. Uh, yes, <laughs> you don't, just don't. That's where you you blew it. They're they're or, good. They're good with women until they're extremely bored by them. <laughs> uh, un, until yes, and I don't care. It's true. Oh, oh, it's so true because like anytime like a woman's like starts to open up to them, then they yes. just shut down. Oh, yeah. they're doing I don't it at care. the same time in this movie. <laughs> they're both shutting down from the woman they're with. Some family things, but I don't want to bore you with that. Everything's been Thanks. terrible since I <laughs> since I broke up with my boyfriend. So I broke up my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I don't care. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, he came home dead drunk in the middle of the night and said he was going to fix the kitchen sink. I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> Bartender. Bartender. <laughs> Dude, he, I would love to know what really happened here. It looks like Harry absolutely annihilates her with a snowball. Yes. <laughs> oh they cut gosh. it. They cut it like six inches from her face. Yeah. Like, and that's when the scene cuts. It looks like he destroyed her with that snowball. <laughs> and, dude, the sound effect is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my, it's the funny, uh, this might be one of the funniest points to me, honestly, and it's it's Jeff Daniels. Yeah. And it's, I just think that is maybe the funniest moment in this is this, where he is just instantly offended by yes, by this like little like the little bit of snow she threw, just drives one home into her face, and then tackles her into the snow, uh, and then and then on top of that, of course, like the snowman, yep. the coal and the carrot, <laughs> and he's like, uh. it's all to be so fair, funny, he's man. never made a snowman. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> a good fair. point. It's a good point. He's, he's never had a man. He's never oh, had more luxury. We're not getting into that. We're yeah. not getting into that. And so, um, but again, though, all those scenes, though, too, like what you were saying earlier, those were all shot, like, in the first week of filming yeah. with Jeff wow. Daniels by himself. Jim Carrey wasn't wow. filming except for one day that week, and it was basically the continuation of his audition to keep this movie It going. was literally an audition. It was literally a continued audition yeah. while filming the movie. And they said, up to this point, we can scrap anything. 
But if if and then if we like it, and Jim Carrey just comes in like on the last day and tells him like, just keep doing what you're doing, man. It's yeah, the the best. But then but then just when you're thinking that you're like, man, Jeff Daniels really like he's, he might be the funniest guy in this movie. Then you just get a Jim Carrey moment, the fake puke, the most gift scene of all time. You can't. No one can do that and no. make that funny. It's it's again that scene. That scene should have been cut. Yes, twenty three seconds. You do not need that. Yeah, you don't need it. You cut it twenty three seconds. But again, Fairly Brothers said, "Don't stop rolling when you've got it on Jim Carrey," because yeah. he decides to just add. <laughs> and <laughs> you can't. You, everyone listening to this right now sees it in their head. It's ingrained in their head. They know exactly what we're talking it is. about. <laughs> and even even the the man on the moon thing the, that yeah is improvised. It, yeah, he just like was walking out and and did that no whole way. thing. Should have been cut. It's right. You should have yelled cut, but you didn't. And thank God. That might be the, one of the most quotable moves. Yeah. Uh, things in this movie it's just so good yeah and the the actress um who plays the fbi agent as we will find out um didn't know he was spoiler didn't know he was going to do that obviously the crew didn't know he he was going to do that but she's like i just we were like i i swear they're about to say cut and he just went and did that it's like god damn dude what a genius yeah so well done final scene lloyd finds out and sabotages harry's date with mary lloyd takes mary back to the hotel to give her the briefcase the kidnapper of mary's husband follows them and finds out all the money's gone harry arrives and is shot the fbi intercede and it turns out that harry was given a bulletproof vest andre's arrested mary's reunited with her husband and harry and lloyd are forced to walk home if you are thinking about scenes, we've talked about iconic lines, but if we're talking about scenes, maybe yeah, right back to to Jeff Daniels with the with the shit yeah. scene. Is yes. it the pooping? Yeah. I mean, we we've talked about this on a few things. This is the most iconic poop scene of all time. I can say that this is the most re rewound moment for my brothers and I <laughs> <laughs> when he's just going to town. And he's just he's just he's just dropping heat into this thing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's just. Mm, boom, blah, uh, the cute one, the cute <laughs> one at the end. Because uh, 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 uh. you've all, you've been just there. Just exacerbated and just exhausted and just, just done and just. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Apparently, he ran into Clint, Clint Eastwood, like uh, on like a golfing thing or something like that. Yeah. And Clint Eastwood came up to him. He's like, "Hey, I love Dumb and Dumber. The shitting scene, I can totally relate." It happened. She's <laughs> said like, "Fucking." To see to to have Clint Eastwood be like I I've done that and I've been there on the like manliest a, on, men of all time yeah when he's always like on a date with somebody and he had eaten some some shit some tacos or something like that didn't agree with him yeah. and he had this exact thing happen to him it's, that's Every, so good everyone's been there before in their life at some point where you've just had been like well this is happening get it's... off my lawn has been there <laughs> what do you what do you what do you guys do in this situation. What do you do in this situation? You know, if it won't flush, yeah. If it's not gonna flush, if it's not gonna flush, what do you do? Are you gonna? And she knocks on the door and she says, "Well, I hope you're not using the it's toilet. Broken. It's broken." What do you do? I don't know. I'm leaving. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm just leaving without telling anybody. I, and with in this situation where I'm just like, there, there's a friend involved, and I know that he likes this girl. I'm like, well, that's it for me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, he won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He won. He won. I'm out of here. I'm well, going to climb out this window and never show my face around well, again. If it, was, it, if it was a girl that I really liked and there was no like nothing like that happening, I'd probably be like, so 
I already shit in there. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you now. <laughs> I would have. I think I would have. You have uh, help around here, right? <laughs> like I, <laughs> I think at that point I would just you just leave. Yeah. Like no, you don't say anything. Like at this point, Mary hasn't come back and said, You're right. "Hey, hey, uh, Harry, I'm sorry." You just something go, "Hey, came we're up. good to go." Yeah, it's like sorry, something came up. I don't know. It's like I'll be back, or you know. But then I would just be like, yep, okay, hopefully there's still toilet paper in that bathroom because it was broken, but, you know, and you just think to yourself, well, hey, uh, Mary, I'm going to take off. Uh, we can't go on a date anymore. That's what I would do because I would feel terrible if we were on the date and then she went back home and that's what they found. I will say there's one thing in, like, the extended scenes or whatever that I probably would have done. Mm-hmm. He dismantles the entire toilet <laughs> and takes the bowl off of the floor and starts dumping it out the window. <laughs> the good move. Serious? I don't think like, it works that way, but it's a good move. I don't know that, either, but... <laughs> wow. Wow. I like that a lot. You can hear it just, like, <laughs> like spill out the toilet. It was pretty good. Can you imagine in real life if you, you hired an Uber driver, they took you to the airport, you got on your plane, you you were out in your distant location, and said Uber driver showed up at your door and said, hey, you forgot this briefcase. Go with him immediately. You big goof. Or do you not? You definitely don't. Y- you did. <laughs> <laughs> Even if that is the most oh. impre- important briefcase in the world, you just got to be like, listen. Wow. Wow. How'd you do that? Wow. You have it. Um, I love how <laughs> he does the, unless there's something else going on. You're busy. I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> the way he books his head around. Yeah, he's just he's just like, I'm the guy you met one time that I was a driver for you that took you to yeah. the airport. And I bet that she would remember him because it was such a weird encounter. But like mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not going anywhere with you, no. especially on that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She he says he says doesn't she have jump any nice on the cars bike laying around that she'd be like I'll follow you. <laughs> Can they take yeah. a car? Yeah, you would think right. Terry Gar's probably crashed them all drunkenly. You see, I'm saying. Jeez, what do you say? What are you saying? <laughs> okay, so at this point, I've got to I've got to bring this up, guys. I think it's important. I understand, like, kind of the first uh, initial hangout thing, you know, with Harry. But is it is it okay that she's entertaining this date now with Harry during this whole uh, escapade? Is this Isn't a- that a little weird? Is this acting normal to you? Yeah. Is that what acting normal is? Going, uh, like, planning another dinner date, date, whatever, with another man at this point? And yeah. She doesn't seem too concerned your hus- with husband. Because if people know you and you're going out with someone that they don't know that you're with, wouldn't that be suspect? Mary Swanson, yeah, she comes in here all the time. Yeah. I mean, and to she's going dinner. out. She has dinner. <laughs> Who's she having dinner with? Right? But like, I, 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 I'm, I'm okay with that. It I, makes me think, I'm like, this is, maybe this is too, a step too far. Like, there's getting out and then there's going out. Yeah. Right? Go to, the, go to the Owl event. Yeah. Yeah. But like, and then, well, Terry Gar is her mom, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe step stepmom. Stepmom. Feels like a stepmom. Let me be honest know. with you. Yeah, she's got great tits. Um, <laughs> The sexual awakening for me, right, uh, right, right. But uh, I don't like. I wouldn't listen to that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm just gonna. If I'm if I'm gonna be normal, then I'm just gonna go to the events that I'm supposed to be at, and yes. then I probably and just immediately stay home. go home. Yeah, yes. I'm not and wait going. for the phone to ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From the kidnappers. I'm not going. I'm not going to make plans at for seven forty a quarter to eight, whatever, and uh, go 
out with another man after I give him a kiss, kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Okay. A little bit yeah. weird there, Mary. I think you're taking it too far. I think so too. Where's Bobby? Okay. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> to meet you. Guys, it's officially probably the longest episode we've ever done. <laughs> Never. We uh, yeah. We are we are rolling so hard on this movie. I don't have too much left to talk about. I know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Um Hey Aliupa. Hey Aliupa. Does this ending work for you? This whole like they save FBI it turns out the FBI was following them all along and they and then you know they there was so a couple alternate mean- endings too. Like was where it? where they one where they were supposed to work they they were going to get offered a job at the hotel and they were going to work oh. at the hotel one was like somebody um somebody rich out there was like hey I'll hire you on as babysitters for my nephew and the nephew turns out to be Petey. <laughs> oh man but or then the, this oh the uh, Billy or whatever yeah uh, yeah Billy Billy and four C yeah, yeah Billy and four C uh, yeah it's not the blind not kid Petey. the blind kid uh, and then there was one where they wanted him to get on the bus yeah. And it's and like I guess Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey and the Fairley Brothers were like, no, no, we're not. They doing do that. not get on that bus. It would. That's like the whole point of the movie. Like that they're dumb. Like you just set up this whole joke and then yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get them on the bus. Like yeah, you you want to see these guys it's win? It's frustrating though. Well, it's yeah, such a frustrating end to a great story. And then they just play you're it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What and what we'll happens? Like, too. we just gotta. Keep are they our essentially eyes just open. walking? They're just walking home. Yeah. To Rhode Island? Yeah. Where, what's going on? It's, here? it's a it's a good like western ending. Yeah. Like the, the adventure's done for, it's so true. we're just gonna hit the old dusty trail, literally. Um I I if I could give a Christmas gift in this whole thing, it would be uh Harry's shirt at the end. I wanna give it to Sean. Um with the bolo tie and the bolo nipple Thank shields. You. Thank you very much. I I <laughs> that's I, very true. I saw that and I thought of you and I was just like, I need to find a way to get that for Sean. Uh <laughs> Very true, man. And, uh, and uh, for for Mike, it would have been. Uh, now that you mentioned the gloves, I'll get you those. But <laughs> no, I want and I want to walk around yeah, like this, so you can walk like this. <laughs> I wanted to get you Lloyd's hat that he was wearing at the, the, the big feather. Oh yeah, I think I could wear that. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right, I think that's it. I love that. All right, so. we have dissected Dumb and Dumber for our longest episode. Who would have ever thought of all the movies we've done that Dumb and Dumber would go the longest? Mm-hmm. But we need to give it a modern day rating now. Like, is this actually? A funny, good movie now that we look at it with modern-day eyes. AJ, what do you got on this, buddy? It's absolutely a funny movie. It's critical rewatch on movies that are meant to be so hilarious and somehow aware of themselves in what they're, what they're doing. They're not, trying, they're not trying to be Coen brothers. They are the Fairley brothers, right? And it's... So... It's it's not something to compare against like, oh, a, a great storyline and a really deep character development and all this stuff. It's to be taken along for the ride. And rewatchability for me is such a uh, a big thing. And I really think that uh, a great movie, whether you are in it for the rewatchability or you're in it to get a great ending or whatever it is, I think a great movie regardless is about the journey that you want to – that you're okay with watching and uh, – can get invested in every time you revisit the movie um, rather than just a payoff. So this movie is amazing. It's so funny. And and another point to that is reading all those little factoids and making you fall in love with this even more that it became what it was is so important. First Fairly Brothers, big time for 
um, Jim Carrey and th- the amount of money that Jeff Daniels didn't get. So that all being said, guys, I have to give this. I think I got to give this. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it an. Mm, wow. I'm gonna give it a nine point four. Damn. Nine point four for the age, Sean. What about you, man? Um. Yeah, I think this movie is uh, one of the greatest comedies ever. I think it's an essential watch for anybody um, who just likes movies. Uh, it's like it's kind of a, like Step Brothers did this as well. I think it's a. I think it, other than just being a great comedy, it's a great road movie. It's a great buddy movie. Um, the jokes are super smart. Uh, I think the it's told. Uh, flawlessly by the the Fairley brothers, the casting is incredible. Um, he- hearing the harrowing journey of Jeff Daniels makes me like this movie a lot more. Um, this is tough for me though. Uh, there's really nothing negative about it. It's just not like a. I wouldn't say it's a ten. Yeah, you're rank- You still have to consider ranking what what is a comedy versus like a drama. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like the best comedy still might not be better than the second best action movie or right. something. So you know? like, um, I guess I want to compare it to The Big Lebowski, but it's like apples and oranges at this point. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that? I think I'm going to go, oh, man, I'm upwards of a 7.95. No, I'm an 8. I'm an 8. An 8. Sean's a solid 8. <clears throat> I'm going to call this the absolute. I'm so glad we witnessed this in history of peak Jim Carrey. This is just one of the greatest actors of all time in his peak performance of comedy. One of my favorite soundtracks of all time, the actual soundtrack versus the songs that were in the movie. This is, this is the funniest movie of all time. And I'm going to go ahead and say that it doesn't make it the best movie of all time. It's definitely the funniest movie we have done. If you're talking about a straight comedy, I'm going to call it an 8.8. I can't quite Knock it. When I looked at my other ratings, that's a very high rating for me. I just yeah. couldn't quite get yeah. over Big Lebowski. Like yeah. I had to come in just below Big Lebowski just as an overall movie. Our executive producer, David Gould, says, there's something about this movie that sets deep roots of nostalgia. Maybe it's the reminder of that perfect summer day. Perhaps it's the copious amount of time when, I, when my friends and I quoted this movie as means of conversation. Maybe it's just seeing peak Jim Carrey doing his magic. But now... Or sorry, but how can you strip away something that makes up so much of my comedic DNA? Dumb and Dumber sits in a time capsule of a perfect comedy. Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels plays off each other like all the dynamic duos of the great films of our past. The jokes sometimes can dip a toe into overly absurd, but never dive headfirst into complete campiness. Yet they still land every single time. I even find myself saying big gulps, huh? All right. On the regular and making the most annoying sound in the world to get a laugh from my kids and singing Mockingbird in the car as I wait for the next episode of the Confused Breakfast to start. With all that being said, my modern day rating will have to be an 8.75. Wow. That takes us to an 8.74 for an overall rating, which is going to put this in at number nine on the list of everything we've done. That is slightly lower than Reservoir Dogs, slightly better than The Sandlot. So The Shining is well out of there. The Shining is now number 12. Fuck me. We're going to have our relook at some of these ratings because 
I mean, guys, Home Alone is better than Dumb and Dumber no. in, in, in our in our overall ratings here. So yeah, we've got a few considerations to make here, but I, I think we did it justice because this movie really, go back and watch it. If you only saw it once in like 96, you have to go back Out and watch it. Out of all the movie. comedies that we've covered, probably this is this has to be in the top 10 yeah. of, of the movies that we've covered throughout yeah. our, our entire career. Like you say, it's, this movie is lightning in a bottle. Yep. Yeah. So You'll never recreate this again. We 100%. hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for being here. Tune in next week. We have Sean's pick. We're going we're gonna to take you through a couple months here of like actual individual picks from all of us. Sean is picking The Thing, followed by my pick. People have been yelling at us for a long time. Uh-huh. I'm going to go Mall Rats. We okay. got to get wow. that Kevin Smith in there. So yes. I'm skipping Clerks, but we will come back to Clerks we at some will. point, I'm sure. You and if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. I've never seen Legend of Billie Jean. <laughs> Dude, that was an I very time. much enjoyed that. Yeah, that was I a fun very time. much enjoyed that movie. Don't forget, we have a voicemail. Call us at 319-804-9596. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. Hey, guys. It's Stephanie all the way from Maine. And I am obsessed with your podcast. I've been listening Good. since the beginning. I did not find you on Brett Crusher's podcast, though. <laughs> I You were a recommendation because I listened to the last podcast on the left, so apparently you guys fall in there. Oh, but wow. I just Sweet. listened to Just Friends. And as a lady in high school, friend zone, I hated confrontation, so if I knew a guy like me, I would play it off because I did not want to let anybody down. And as for a recommendation, I really, really think you guys should do Super Troopers as a uh, person that likes the devil's lettuce. That movie is so (laughs) funny, even to this day. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Every Wednesday, I'm waiting for the episode to come out so I can listen to it while I work. You guys rock. Thank you so much for all that you do, and keep it up. Super Troopers may challenge this movie. Yeah, in a rating. You think so? I mean, like, I don't think it's gonna get there, but I I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and I almost feel like it's gonna be the same watch. Cream? Just come back. This is okay. Awesome. No cream. <laughs> like just lightning in a bottle. <laughs> moment another again, lightning right? in a bottle. Yeah. yeah, I know. I think you're right. Think Stephanie, you're right. thank you so much for the call. Yeah. Uh, to compare us to last podcast is. We're not worthy. Yeah, yeah. Being in the same vein for that is uh, is wonderful, and uh, I'm glad to be on that recently listened list. So take us out, AJ. Guys, we appreciate it so much that you've been listening this whole time. Make sure you are leaving us a review, five stars anywhere that you can. Write us a review because we love reading them, and share us with your friends. You can share us. We're at Confused Breakfast almost anywhere on social media. So uh, get us. Get at us at Confused Breakfast anywhere on social meds. Confusedbreakfast.com. You can go to our merch site and get some shirts. You can get some hats. I think you can get some hoodies. You can get some uh, coffee mugs. Go get all your goodies and go to our same damn website of confusedbreakfast.com and (laughs) look at our ratings. Uh, Dumb and Dumber just cracked the top 10, so that's pretty big. Uh, Check the rest of them out there. You can check them out. Yeah, and you'll be able to see where that landed on each of our individual lists, too, which is pretty fun. Uh, And obviously, go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Check us out there. That's the best way you can support. We had a major influx of uh, new patron members here over the last couple of weeks. We love it. Keep it coming. We got so much planned down the road. Uh, and this podcast produced by LAS Media Group here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. They're running all the videos for us. Thanks, Craig, for manning the controls today. Uh, check them out if you want to learn more. LASmediagroup.com. That's it for us. See you later. We
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.